This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you could only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, and not only am I not alone today, but I am here with a subject matter expert, somebody who's been giving you his two cents every single week on this journey of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sir, if you could please introduce yourself. I am your very tired writer, Gregory Thomas, <laughs> GT Rebirth. <laughs> GT Rebirth has been knocking out his uh, On Your Left series reviews of each individual episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And now we are here. The series is complete. The dust has settled. We have a brand new Captain America. It's a new day. It's a new day for all of us fans. Um, but we wanted to chop it up with you guys, talk about this series, what we liked, what we didn't. I don't even think there's much that I didn't, but <laughs> we, um, it's been a while since <laughs> we've been able to talk about, uh, talk about this with one another. You know, it's kind of been going through, uh, we've been talking a little bit in the group chat about things here and there, but I want to really dive deep. And I feel like me and you have a perspective that is, um, unique to this show. Sure. Um, you know, both being minorities, myself being a veteran, um, you know, we there there are certain themes that I that they had me hook, line and sinker that I think they took to their um, best possible conclusion. I uh, will talk about that as well. But I guess spoiler free. What did you think of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And by the way, I never called it the Falcon. It was always just Falcon and Winter and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> but what did you think? I mean, this this series had a lot to live up to. Um, at the end of the day, good or bad, how do you feel about the series? Um, I called it Falcon Soldier because I'm a lazy <laughs> asshole. Um, I I liked it a lot. It, you know, and and maybe maybe this is sort of um, how do you say, covered by the idea of the news that we heard after the last episode. I thought it was good. I thought it was also compared to the book, very light. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it could have like it could have it could have taken itself to a lot of darker places that it didn't go to. Right. And it it like you know the way that the comic book sort of does that black mirror thing to the world about um social media and uh uh media manipulation. Right. It doesn't go into that, and I was almost disappointed, but at the same time I was kind of not disappointed because I wasn't, you know, upset yeah. <laughs> all the time yeah. for several weeks. Yeah, yeah, that that that's also true. There also, besides the power broker of it all, there was no mystery that, you know, that the entire plot hinged on like WandaVision. 
uh, where people were trying to figure it out a step ahead. Um, right. So I think that that kind of made the series itself a little bit different. But you touched on something. Um, you know, we covered the series, uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America, on this very podcast. And it gave us a bit of an insight as to what directions they might go in. But man, Marvel really found a way to like make a prequel comic to that. <laughs> right because like yeah he, yeah they did he kind of gets the mantle and he just has the mantle in the comic you know they give it over and he has it there's no moment of like maybe i shouldn't you know and and being falcon for a bit before he actually decides to or seeing somebody else do it and decide you know uh that person isn't isn't worthy none of that happens it kind of just happens um and we you if you're a reader you just kind of go along with it I felt like this was this was. If anything, Sam almost downplays the entire moment where, like, uh, where Steve introduces him as the new Captain America, and like the the first panel you get of Sam in the costume is him just going, "Y'all knew it was me the whole time, right?" <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. The surprise is pointless. Right. Uh, and in this, like. They, I think they did it with a deaf hand, to be honest. Like now, now that I look back, uh, as a pro wrestling fan, I totally see the pro wrestling booking that they did here. Um, initially, mm. I feel like a lot of people were confused, myself included, that this wasn't just called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. As we were left off, he had. I was the shield. confused. The moment the title came out. <laughs> yeah, you know, he had the shield when that ended, so we were like, uh, I guess it should be an easy transition. But I honestly mm-hmm. do believe that if they would have started this with him just being Cap, l- look at the series as a whole taking with the people who are taking umbrage with the lighter stuff that you were just talking about, right? Like you said, this was yes. done incredibly light in comparison to the comic that we did, and people still had a had a problem with that. <laughs> so yeah. I think that doing it this way, um, making you think you don't want Sam, then giving you somebody that you definitely don't want, which we'll talk about, um, and then getting you to beg for Sam. It, it's kind of genius. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of genius. And I think uh, at the... I, I had people who don't read comics tell me, you know, I, I wasn't too sure about him being Captain America. But after this show, yeah, hell yeah, sign me up. And if that's not... To, Go ahead, brother. I was going to say, to, to make the, uh, the typical wrestling analogy between us, uh, it's... it's <laughs> You know, it's um, it's that Royal Rumble where it's just like, like, like uh, we don't really, we're not really sure if we want Roman Reigns, but we definitely don't want Batista. Exactly. So yeah, yes. Roman. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. That's a hundred percent what that is, and it's like we don't even like Rusev like that, but we don't want Roman, so let's go Rusev. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, uh, but all, but all with this, and um, yeah, it, I, I think it was pretty well done. By the end of it, I was ready for another Captain America. And we'll talk about the future of that in general. A little bit of the, I guess, the homework up front, a little bit of background of this series. Uh, so, like I said, we we're don't talk- do homework. <laughs> we're talking Falcon and Winter Soldier, the American television miniseries created by Malcolm Spellman for the streaming service Disney+. Plus. Um, it is set in the MCU, sharing continuity with all the film's franchises. And the events of this series take place after... Um, Avengers Endgame. The series was produced by Marvel Studios, with Spellman serving as head writer and Carly. Oh, Carly. Oh, Carly. I was going to say, oh, Carly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scoglin directing. Uh, so I think it's important to note that both Wilson and Barnes were snapped away by Thanos and returned five years yes. later. I think everyone needs to know that because these guys are, are just thrown in the water. 
with how the world, how different the world is. Up until this time, where they get snapped back and join the fight in Infinity War, um, Sam had been a fugitive on the run with Steve and Natasha. Uh, yes. And, and Bucky was in Wakanda doing his rehab, uh, doing the White Wolf stuff under the watch of the Black Panther and the Dora Milaje. Um, so after being brought back and after Tony's sacrifice, we see you know the elderly Steve Rogers do the handoff of the shield, um, believing that Falcon should be the one to continue the legacy. And we know that Bucky is on a road to redemption. He, he's got things to prove now that he's back, now that Steve's gone. Um, but one of the things I think that I didn't realize, obviously, like, I I love Captain America. I love what the MCU's done with him. I love the depth yeah. hand of Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers and how they were able to really make him a, thir- a three-dimensional character. But I guess what I didn't realize in his death is how big of a hole that created. And I think that mm-hmm. this is what this entire series is about. Did you feel that that lack, <laughs> you know, as everyone seemingly in the show is trying to match up to Steve Rogers? Uh, yeah, and I think I felt it almost initially because it's it's almost like um, it's the t- it's the big two because um, while Thor is there, Thor is pulled in so many directions. It's it's you know. It's like he's there, but he's not a part of the main fabric of what's happening on the planet. Yeah. Right. So you're left essentially with um, Captain America and Iron Man and everyone else who kind of revolves around them. Yeah. yeah. And with the loss of both of them, it's almost like whenever you even talk about the future of the team or the movie slate, it's like, well, what's left? <laughs> right. Because uh, Tony... Tony, uh, his introduction into the MCU, Iron Man, that first one knocked it out of the park. And then Cap yeah. is the first, you know, the first Avenger, the, you know, the, the most wide-eyed, the most optimistic. And so you, yes. you, take, you take the cool, edgy one out and you take the optimistic one out. What, what, is, what are we left with? <laughs> like, who, who, um, who leads this team? And I feel like, unfortunately and sadly, a lot of people were like, well, if it can't be, you know, an Iron Man or if it can't be a Captain America, then maybe someone like T'Challa could lead the Avengers. Right. And then, you know, Chadwick Boseman sadly passes away. And you, there's really this vacuum. Um, and another thing that I, I felt in this series, and um, let me know how you feel about it. Once hmm. Once it ended, I really felt like, wow, we have another really good black superhero. Like, you yes. know, it, it, like when 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 the stuff with Chadman happened, people, but Chadwick, people are still talking about it. Like, should they should they recast? Shouldn't they recast? How important Black Panther is to you know children around the world and that message. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did something here, you know. They they did something here to uh, the African Americans that live in this country. I think with this series um, and the imagery and 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 seeing somebody because now now you don't have to not that there's anything wrong with it but now you don't have to necessarily think of a fictitious world right <laughs> where your yeah. where your people can thrive and and persevere and and you know uh get all these technological advances but it can happen here it can, you know um a black man can be captain america which is something that they argue about constantly in this series as they should you know and, and at one point i mean full transparency let's talk about the beginning you know, we we thought it was a, a easy handoff. Steve hands off the shield to to Sam, but when the series starts, we find out that Sam is gifting the shield over to the, uh, the a museum, 
uh, he doesn't necessarily... It belongs in a museum. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily feel like anyone who isn't Steve Rogers should have it. Um, how did you feel about that whole thing, Sam surrendering it? Um, and uh, yeah, were you surprised at all? I wasn't surprised. I, I figured like a, a, a person in Sam Wilson's position has got to have like a level of um, imposter syndrome. Like, how do you live up to that? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, again, in, in pro wrestling terms, it'd be like it'd be like if Jushin Liger retired and handed you his mask. It was like, what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah, yep. Let's just wear the costume. It's <laughs> yeah. 100%. I've got to put in forty years of great work now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, th- and I think that's one of the things. You know, um, Steve Rogers as a character has been depicted as. Uh, the the best a man can be <laughs> in many ways, you know, yeah. like the most the, uh, determined, the most loyal, uh, the most optimistic, and being human sometimes feels like falling short of that, falling short of the grace that is Captain America. We see how people buckle under that pressure. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I was surprised that he surrendered it. Because I do believe that it's something like you don't just get that, right? <laughs> like you don't you don't just yeah. get that all the time. And I guess I guess I got the Bucky Barnes of that. Um, but once it was <laughs> explained, and once he sat and took the time to tell his side of everything, it was very apparent that yeah, yeah, I, I can totally um, see that aspect of it too. How did you feel about where we start off with Bucky? You know, Bucky is being pardoned for all of his crimes as the Winter Soldier. Um, but one of the conditions of his parole is that he has to see a therapist, um, even though he's like a little bit antagonistic towards her. Uh, and it seems like he mm. took the book that Steve used to use to catch up on pop culture and is using it to uh, write a list of people he may have wronged in an attempt to make it right. What do you think of this rehabbed Bucky Barnes? Well, for one thing, I'm I'm very curious how a man with no um, uh, discernible income for several decades and uh, tax credit is able to find these homes. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that 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 certainly that, that leads to some questions. At least with Cap, there was the concept of you know Shield was housing him. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I I enjoyed a lot. Like the idea of court mandated therapy was very interesting. <laughs> it's just like like look, this is us making sure you're not going to you know do it again. Yeah, and that it kind of. You, that line rings true, right? Like it's like we're we're totally down. You did a lot to save the world, the the galaxy, the multiverse in your fight yes. against Thanos, but you did kill. What a is lot I'm of saying? People. I don't understand. Yeah, you did kill a lot of people, though. You killed a lot <laughs> of people, Bucky. So we're gonna we're gonna we have to make sure that this does this can't um, happen again. It, there's a there's a level of. I feel like what's being displayed here is like a level of self-torture happening with Bucky where yeah. where he doesn't even forgive himself really for failing, falling, you know, the stars falling out of his eyes or whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, mm. And it's, it, 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 he feels like he's the hardest person on himself, you know? Yes. Um, what do you think of his back and forth with the therapist in general, and eventually his conversation with Sam about the shield. Um, the stuff of the therapist was sort of tough, uh, like in in the sense that you can absolutely believe that he doesn't have any confidence in any of this. Yeah, 
You know, it's like nothing this woman is going to say to him is going to do with the fact that he is always like worried that this thing in the back of his head won't ever really go away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even even when we found out that the words don't work anymore. Yeah. And and like you said, it's almost two prong, right? You have the one level where he's trying to convince himself that he's not that person anymore. But even when he digs himself out of that, you know, 30 foot chasm, once he gets out of that, he has to then now convince everybody else that he's not that person anymore. Right. And I think the, the exhaustion of both is really, is really getting onto him. Cause not only does he have to wake up in the morning and say to himself, he's not that person. He then has to go to therapy and then mm-hmm. also, and, and as someone who's done therapy before, if, if what, you're saying or you know the way you're being therapized i don't even know if that's a word <laughs> if it doesn't ring true to you you can lose that faith in the in yeah. the system or in you know in even talking you know um what's the what's the point of this what's the use and bucky feels like one of those people that when somebody like steve was around and saw the best in him he he soared or he at least he could or he would um and now with steve gone he kind of feels like a person without a without a compass that Steve was that North Star in a lot of ways, which is weird because I feel like Bucky is what motivated Steve to even join the military in the first place. Certainly, and and I think uh, I probably think there's there's that issue where because they they probably never really talk about it, mm-hmm. they don't really know what they mean to each other on that level. Yeah, yeah, um, and you sort of find yourself in a position where what they mean to each other meant different things at different times. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, this, um, how do you say Bucky was Steve's idol in a, in, in a different time in his life when he was like, not just the underdog, but like the person who was so unsure of himself that he was willing to, you know, lie to the government on several, <laughs> yes. several different ways. <laughs> yeah. I have, you know, they give that was in, in the, in the special edition Blu-ray thing. One of the things that they give you is um, his, like, his form. And it's like he has mm-hmm. asthma, he has shingles, he has, um, yeah. you know, like spinal issues and all kinds of, um, he's, um, he has it's anemia. Yeah, he has anemia, sickle cell. He's got it all <laughs> when he first tries to sign up for all that stuff. But he really did, yeah, like, like you said, look up to Bucky in that instance. Um, and then that all you know that gets instilled into steve and then steve meets sam and sam sam seemingly is inspired by steve as well because he was somebody that was out of the military had lost somebody right i believe his partner um yeah passed away so um but i i think at the center of the captain america mythos if you go back to the first movie there's that brilliant speech by abraham erskine where he says that um, you know, it doesn't really matter whether or not he's a good soldier. It matters whether or not he's a good man. And yes. they do a lot of work in the beginning of that Cap movie to show you that Steve was a good man before the the secret uh, the secret soldier serum, the secret super soldier <laughs> serum. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> um, so, wh- like, you don't even realize it, but while you're watching the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, they're laying down the groundwork for Sam being a good man. You know, yes, uh, before he even is enlisted to this fight, 
that uh, Captain America, you know, gets him into, he is running a um, almost like a PTSD center for veterans where he's letting them Mm -hmm. talk and he's explaining, you know, how it's one step at a time and all this patience he has for his, you know, fellow battle buddies um, really shine through in that moment. Even even impressed Steve, who would stop in on occasion. And now with Steve gone, I feel like Bucky kind of looks at Falcon like one of two ways. Like he he can tell the effect Steve had on him because it's the same effect Steve has on Bucky. You know, like it's like you can't help but beam around Steve Rogers. You can't help but get better around Steve Rogers. But I do feel like Bucky has this kind of weird guilt. Like maybe he fell short of Steve's vision or Steve's. Am, am I the only one getting that? Do you get what I'm what I'm trying to say? Um, the, the, I get, I get what you mean. Like, I, I guess it's the idea that like he, uh, he never really got a, he barely got a chance to beat the soldier he wanted to be. Like he's, he gets in, he gets captured, he dies. Yeah. There's a very short time span to that. And the rest of it, he's, you know, a 400 year old super soldier assassin. Murdering <laughs> a bunch of people, <laughs> a bunch of people. Like sometimes, sometimes. You know, an argument, I'd be like, but he was brainwashed. And, and I believe all that stuff. He was brainwashed. It wasn't really him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go back and watch Winter Soldier, like when he when he throws that grenade on the helicarrier, <laughs> I mean, on the, yeah. on the Quinjet, I'm just like, yeah, there, he just, there's a lot of people dying. <laughs> uh, it's just like the, 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 the short, like, um, uh, when he just throttles Howard Stark without even looking, not, yeah. not even Howard, the, the mother. Yeah. Yep. Without even looking at her. Somebody, uh, man, I'm telling you, somebody put that in a meme where they were like, they used the line, um, "Why didn't you use the metal arm from the <laughs> from the show?" Oh yes, I did see that. <laughs> I was like, that's dark. <laughs> that is freaking dark. Uh, I like I like this this idea though that to in my opinion to be Captain America, not only do you have to be a good man. But I feel like one of the other things they're trying to show you is you have to lead by example. Um, Mm -hmm. Steve led by example. Like everything, he never asked anyone to do anything he couldn't or wouldn't do. And I think Falcon realized that and does the same. Bucky has a lot of those traits as well. So it's, it's, it's crazy in a show that has no Steve Rogers, how many people picked up some of his, his mannerisms, his outlook, um, his point of view. I think that that's pretty interesting there. Um, did you, there's a moment where they have this therapy session together, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes to make sure oh, yeah. that he never has to do the therapy again. And in that instance, it's when Bucky, you know, almost vocalizes this idea that he fell short, that this, that maybe Cap was wrong about both of them. You know, maybe he yes. had too much of a, a idealistic view of what both of these men can become. And that was a bit heartbreaking there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, again, as a, as a grown man who is constantly weighing his worth in society, I've definitely <laughs> had the moments of like, wow, maybe I, maybe I, you know, maybe I, all those people who said that I was as good as I am, maybe, maybe that's not true. I think some of the worst parts of humanity I think, like you said, create that imposter syndrome of like, maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe, maybe I'm not, I'm yeah. not good enough for this. Um, who did you relate to more in that moment, Sam, for seeing the opportunity and refusing it, or Bucky for feeling he fell short? Um, geez, that's a tough one for me because I think like 
I think I think both are wholly relatable in its own way. But I guess yeah. I guess arguably the the most relatable one is um is Bucky because you you sort of always have to deal with the um the tribulations of falling short and having to to sort of make up for it at least in your own head. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that's I think that's a big part of it. Um, where I think Bucky's the only one who thinks he has to make up. I think everyone that, that's else important. has accepted him. Yeah, you're you're 100 percent right because I think that's that's kind of like what Sam tells him at one point. He kind of like looks at him like, "Bro, you're not like what you're doing is for you. Like you you feel like you have to avenge the things that you've done. We just want you to do the work." That's one yeah. of the, one of the best lines is is like you want to get out of the hell you in you're in. You have to do the work. And I, I fully believe that. I, I 100% believe that. Um, Let's talk about... You want to talk about Sharon or, or Zemo? I think we should go Zemo probably next, right? <laughs> That's a lot more Zemo meat. Let's go with Zemo. Let's go with Zemo. So uh, there's this whole plot where you have these flag smashers, and we'll go more into them in a bit. But they are people that uh, were refugees when the snap happened. Uh, but now when the snap happens and, you know, millions of people disappear they now there's now space for them so they go and they live their lives in these communities um countries band together with half of the uh, world being gone countries band together with su- supplies mm-hmm. and resources and all of a sudden those who don't have are on same equal footing as everybody else when the when people yes. come back they rightfully want their homes and their spaces <laughs> and their land back, which then means that those that were displaced prior go back to being displaced, which um, Carly Morgenthau and the Flag Smashers are not about. And the big problem is they believe that Carly and these Flag Smashers are taking super soldier serum, um, which means that they have to contact the only man they know that knew about Super, Super Soldier Serum, which is Helmet Zemo, or as he is rightfully called in this series, Baron Zemo. What do you think of the return of Daniel Brühl, the funnest European? Well, yeah, no, because because uh, because <laughs> uh, uh, Claw was South African, so yes, the funniest European villain <laughs> uh, that we got. What do you think of of uh, Baron Zemo in this? Uh, I, I was I was a big fan of Baron Zemo. I, I was a big fan of Baron Zemo in the movie, so I was super happy to find out he was coming back. Yeah. Um, and in this Zemo's great. Like Zemo is a very um, it's a very interesting villain in that he is a lot more like I'm, I'm not sure if I want to say well rounded, but a lot more of a uh, a broadly thinking person than he like. I guess comes off as, or at least a lot more than you know, a lot of people. Um, he seems more human. Like is, you don't, you don't think like other people. I feel like um, would other villains seem like they're always just being villains. Like you know, like their rage yeah. is twenty four hours. I feel like Zemo wakes up, you know, <laughs> makes a coffee, chills out for a bit, and then it's yeah. like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe I do want to commit some revenge today, but it's not necessarily. <laughs> like driving every single second of his life, um, no. Uh, he doesn't seem consumed, you know, uh, by it. Maybe in Civil War a little bit, but by this point, he seems very chill. But I wonder, uh, in a conversation I had on the un- undiluted podcast, uh, shout out. Mm. Um, 
I wondered if he had a death wish. Do you think Zemo has anything to live for in this instance? Um, while while he obviously likes having fun and being rich and helping these guys navigate through Mandrapore, which was amazing, um, there comes a point where a gun is pointed at his head, and I don't really think he flinches all that much. I don't think... I think he's fine with whenever the plug gets pulled on him. What do you think? I, I don't know if he has a death wish, but I do think he accepts the 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 inevitability of that of it due okay. to the choices he's made yeah yeah that you know sense. like when that moment comes he's just like well this was going to happen eventually yeah someone was gonna get me there's that reminder when he goes to the sokovia memorial you know that all of this started because it's a war <laughs> that you know um yeah well actually because of age of ultron right uh sokovia gets lifted yes. from the ground and then smashed back down um, and he loses his family, uh, and and it's also probably a reminder that I because I because I haven't seen it, I'm going to assume that none of the Avengers visited the memorial. <laughs> I don't. Uh, think, that's that's what he says. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, he says something like you remember, like you remember that, like <laughs> that thing that you guys did, all those dead lives. He's like, yeah, he mentions he mentions the Sokovia Memorial. He's just like. No, uh, like you, I don't. I don't imagine you visited, huh? No, right. why would you? Yeah, yeah, and it's true. It's like he was very, he was very. It much, was just a city you dropped, nothing big. Yeah, this that the incident <laughs> there changed his entire life, but the Avengers just go on to the next incident, which is Civil War, which then go on to you know Infinity War and and the events of Endgame. Meanwhile, he's doing about that one time. You know, like he still has a very personal story. It's not a conquest of the world. He doesn't want riches or jewels or power or any of this kind of stuff. He just really wants to screw over the Avengers, Um, even though in this series, he actually helped them out in his own backhanded way of still keeping secrets and making weird ties with people. At one point, Mm -hmm. at one point, he's he confronts Carly and just shoots her like he just he just pulls out his gun. And shoots her, um, and then well, upon seeing the super soldier serum and opportunity to le- level the playing field, he still smashes it. The same way he just killed yeah. the, the, those super soldiers in Civil War. Do you think all of that was in character? Absolutely. I, I think he's a man with a very particular, um, uh, you know, a code or a belief system, and he's like he thinks these things can't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, as far as he was concerned, I'm like, that was him following. It it, it gives you that moment where you want to, um, they want you to wonder, is like, is he going to go back on himself for some sort of opportunity? But, like, no. Yeah. That's what he believes in. He's going to destroy these freaking super soldier files. Yeah, he, if anything, it put his character's heels in the ground. Like, now you can set your watch to Zemo. You know, you know, yeah. you, you kind of know him in and out. You know what um, you got. A hundred percent. Uh. Yeah, like I said, there was some cool stuff in Manjapur with the character. I, I, I like his creepy bribing with candy <laughs> aesthetic. <laughs> like the with weird, a song and everything. Yeah, like the weird, creepy, fur-lined, uh, coat-wearing man bribing the European kids with candy and getting them to snitch on things. <laughs> I thought it was very creepy but cool um he is charismatic he's always one step ahead i thought all of that stuff was cool there's a lot of people harping on the fact that he only put on the mask once i don't really i'm just glad he did it you know uh i'm glad it wasn't one of those things that we normally get where he puts on the 
puts on the mask, looks in the mirror, and is like, oh, this is stupid, and throws it away. <laughs> that's what we, <laughs> that, if, you know, in a normal series, that's exactly what we would have gotten. But he, you know, no adhesive X, so no reason it needs to stay on his face. And Daniel Brule is a handsome man. So, you know, why, why, why cover all that up? Why cover all that up with some, uh, some purple madness? <laughs> Super cool. Uh, I, I thought the, I thought the brewer, the moment was cool, but like I, I totally get why. Like, there's kind of no purpose for the mask. Right. It's not like he has any. Like, unless you know, he really had anywhere to hide, but not really. It also seems like like the mask thing would have been a thing. If like that, that was the mystery, right? Like, who is this weird yeah. man in a fur coat, or you know, a fur-lined coat and a purple right. mask, doing all this stuff? But anyone who was anyone would have done the math. It's almost like when the Winter Soldier was announced, and everyone typed yeah. in Winter Soldier in Google, <laughs> and, they came, <laughs> and they came up that it was Bucky Barnes. They were like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I, I think I know who it is. I think I'm gonna come to a conclusion, but I think I know who it is." It's crazy. They have Sebastian Stan listed as Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier slash White Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I never really felt like he embodied. I always felt like that was like a nickname thing. I didn't really feel like he came through with that. But uh, everything everything seems cool and calm and collected with crazy ass Zemo and, uh, you know, giving kids Turkish delight and smashing up um, Super Soldier Serum. But all of that madness alerts probably the greatest personal security in in the world, the Dora Milaje, and in particular, Florence Kasumba, who plays Ayo, uh, who, we saw mm-hmm. get, who we saw get in the face of uh, Natasha in Civil War. She was like, if you do yes. not move, you will be moved. <laughs> and I was like, yep, yeah, she's back. And she wants to know why the hell the White Wolf is hanging out with the killer of King T'Chaka. Did you feel mm-hmm. like all of that was keeping in character? And could you understand the urgency of the Dora Milaje, I'm guessing at that behest of the Wakandans, to get this man back in prison? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, the, once they showed up, it was just like, oh, yeah, that was kind of come of it. It all made sense. Yeah. But it's one of those um, things I feel like 10 years ago wouldn't have happened. You would have put the math together. You're like, wait, if Zemo's out... They, they, you know, the freaking Wakandans got to be pissed. And in a, in a lesser right. show with lesser rights, we would have never seen it. But now everything no, is just absolutely. making sense now. It's like, oh, yeah, that totally would happen. <laughs> oh, look, a Kamoyo bead on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's Ayo here. <laughs> uh, and it's, I just had that idea. That he's like, I know what I'm being followed. It's like, damn it. Um, it <laughs> but... It's it's one thing because I think when that episode ends and we see Ayo, we can do the math, you know, because he says the whole she says something about Zemo, um, and so we could do the math. It's easy. She's the, you know, she's one of the heads of the uh, Dora Milaje. They protect the Black Panther. Zemo has killed a Black Panther. Um, thus, that all makes sense. But they bring it up a level when they show that. Ao has a personal connection with Bucky. She was one of the ones trying to rehab him out of his programming for the Winter Soldier. I believe the next episode actually opens with them, her trying to uh, bring the Winter Soldier out of him and him doing his damnedest with every fiber of his being to hold it in. Um, in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a brilliant display of acting that showed not only incredible restraint, but almost fear. 
Like there was a level of yeah. fear in his eyes of like, I don't need, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is gonna work. I'm gonna try my hardest. Oh, she 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 gets one word in before he starts backing down. Yeah, yeah, and it's it it's it's heartbreaking. Um, as as it it, it reminds you how much he how how tortured he is by all this. There was a lot of mm-hmm. jokes made about his programming, you know, the Manchurian Candidate stuff, and I could see the yeah. wheels turning and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of jokes about it, but man, that all of that really encapsulated how much, how hard of a road it's been since he's uh, been acquitted, and 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 you know, um, since they realized that Zemo was behind most of the stuff in Civil War, it's really been an uphill battle for him since he's been snapped back, um, and. Who are there? Who is there but the Wakandans? Like, I'm actually incredibly impressed and grateful at how cool Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes, and I'm guessing now Falcon is with the Wakandans. Like, those guys are the best. (laughs) They're they're the best. Like, they show up, they help you, uh, they rehab you, they get you a new arm, they get you a new suit. (laughs) Like, these guys are great. So cool. Um, what do you think about the inclusion of the Dora Milaje and Ao in this? I thought it was really cool, and I, I I think it speaks to um not only the the larger soup that they're playing in, but also like the kind of frightening reach, yeah, of the Dora Milaje. Yeah, what's the line? Um, you don't have jurisdiction here. The Dora Milaje has jurisdiction wherever <laughs> the Dora Milaje finds itself. They or something find like themselves. That. Yeah, <laughs> I was it's like, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're talking about some great, some great heroes. We got to get into the shades of gray now, because mm. um, you know, while all of this, all of this big boy stuff is happening, there is a a little brother with his controller unplugged in this series. Uh, that man <laughs> being John Walker, uh, who has the unenviable task. Of being crowned the next Captain America by the U.S. government, who takes the shield that was given to them, uh, given to the museum by Sam Wilson, gives it to a very decorated, professional, um, you know, brave and uh, courageous soldier in John Walker. It wasn't Some even of... in there a week. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah. I... It it felt like the next day, right? Like it felt like yeah. Sam fell asleep and turned the TV on, and they were they were having this coronation ceremony where they are introducing the world to this government sponsored uh, Captain America. They play a lot with a uh, shades of gray with this character, but walk me through, I guess, your mental headspace seeing this this guy take on to this mantle, and I guess his deteriorating psyche as as he starts to buckle under the pressure. Well, for one thing, my first thought is just like, wait, where was my where was my parade? Like he yeah. gave it to me. Nobody threw a show for me, <laughs> or or even asked. Right? No one was like, hey, by the way, do you want to uh, do, do something for this? Do you want to like announce it? <laughs> it's like so, Sam. You start, you know, in a week, buddy. Like it, what? No, yeah. Ugh, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the very first thing where like they're so glad to have it, and like yeah, yeah we're gonna put it in the Smithsonian, and not a not a week later it's on somebody else yeah and nobody spoke to anyone like that's like that's always that's a massive betrayal as as it is um you immediately get the sense that 
there is an edge to John Walker's um work. Yeah. Yeah. He is a he is a much rougher, much more aggressive um uh how do you say combatant or you know a, a soldier. He he is willing to push people around and and get in their face and and you know, it, he's not nice about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a and, man who didn't have who at at the point of giving the shield was a normal man. So he had yes. the fear the fear of death in him and sometimes the only way to evade death is to cause death in war and he was very much down for it, for that if the ends justified the means. And you know what you right. brought you brought up something interesting. I actually do believe that if the government and John Walker sat with Sam that none of this would have happened. I think if they yeah. had like a conversation with him and was like, listen, we had a bunch of applicants. This guy seems like to be the best one for the job. He's got this, 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 and third. Here's this footage of him, you know, practicing with it. We just want to get your blessing. But the idea that he right. had to see it, see his girl on another man's arm <laughs> on TV uh, with that corrupted Captain America theme that plays. Um, yeah. Ugh. Not great. I th- even though I did like the big band Star Spangled Man. I, I like I like the pomp and circumstance <laughs> of that. I like yeah. I I, I kind of dug it. I thought it was a little bit too much him getting fireworks and a parade and all that sure. kind of stuff. Um, but I, like the government could not wait to get their mascot back, and on an obedient mascot because Steve like the second week in was like, nah, I'm not about this. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. listen to ya. And every time they tried to. Um, you know, strengthened their hold over him. He just fought more and fought to the point of where he was like, you know what? I'm against the government now. Uh, right. They could not. But wait you could never take it back because Steve is Teflon. Exactly. Yeah, and and yeah, you would have to have pride it from his hands. One of the interesting things that we find out is this shield is not even the government's to give. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that. That was that reminded me I always, of. Uh, I always thought about because when you think about what the actual creation of the shield is, it's like there's no actual technical ownership. Yeah. The shield itself it was, was a character in this whole thing, right? Stark privately by with with what stolen materials? Yeah, stolen vibranium metal. Um, the shield itself is its own character in this, as it switches loyalties <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. you're right; it it's something that I'll never forget. It's something that in Civil War, T'Chaka says is like, you guys had the nerve to come to my country, steal metal, and then create a weapon (laughs) that you use against other countries. Like, he was very much against this idea of the shield, especially being vibranium. And I also think, you know, maybe I'm going to be putting a lot of tinfoil hats onto this because I said, you know, I think this speaks to certain people in, in different ways. But, you know, the, in the same way that the shield that represents Captain America is was was made off of the material in Wakanda, in Africa, it's like how much of America's, you know, the, the backbone of it is on the backs of African-Americans, you know? And, yes. And so, like, you can't then discredit those people like john walker was totally down to fight the door melange not even realizing that the shield he holds is made of <laughs> of material only found in their hometown he wants to talk about jurisdiction how'd you get that shield bro like what do you yeah like the the cognitive dissonance is is staggering but it also represents america right sometimes we say the boldest shit like you can't just go into another country and instill your your laws it's like well <laughs> well <laughs> 
you know, uh, we got to start looking in the mirror there. I feel like there's so many characters, so many moments, so many themes in this that represent America. But in all honesty, I feel like like John Walker is one of those characters where um, you want to believe that he has the, you know, that he has the best mind for this and he is doing what he thinks is the best for the job. But the 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 rap sheet doesn't look good. <laughs> You know, no, like, it really doesn't. Rat- um, and and like there's there's even uh, a sort of like shadowy cloud of darkness that they never go into because he he has a very bad memory of his wartime that he got congratulated for. Yeah. Yep. And they never really reveal what that was. Exactly. And he just just refers to it as the worst day of his life. And the same thing, like you, it's one thing to get a medal, you know. Um, they they're awarded for all kinds of achievements, but then like to yeah. get a medal, like like maybe he got the medal because he was the only surviving member of his camp to you know outlast a firefight, and in that instance right. you would trade that medal a million times over for the real live people that you fought with, side by side. Yeah. So to be the only one alive with all these medals that means nothing almost, you know. Um, and you got that sense from him that no matter how accomplished he was, it wasn't enough. And that also doesn't help that he is put in, again, an unenviable position where they are trying to make, give him the biggest shoes to fill in being Captain America. Um, do you think he has done enough wrong to be considered a villain? Because um, they kind of walk it back, I feel like, towards the end. Uh, it's a, it's I a think, weird, it, I, want, I, I feel like they wanted it both ways. This- <laughs> I think the scale of the MCU changes things. Okay. Um, because you can argue like, okay, like he murdered that one dude, and that that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have a lot of people who've done a lot of awful things that have gotten you know redeemed. Captain so America kicked that man of- off that boat. I saw it. He kicked that man yeah. super hard off that boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, like most of, most of those guys on, on the Lemurian star are dead. Uh, and I think people forgot, Sam Wilson used to have guns. Like actual, yeah. actual, I can kill you with molten metal guns that he wore. How, how many people did Tony kill in the first movie? Yeah, and, and walk away like a badass doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, and and it's easy to it's easy to write off because like you you you'll write it off as the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and how and how you want to how you want to color who was the bad guy and the good guy between the you know the uh, the activism terrorists and the Captain America is its own bag of worms itself. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I I think he. I think he's offered an opportunity to be, but I guess that depends on what the next move is. Yeah. I, I was a little bit curious as to why they pulled back towards the end. Um, I'll get into why I think they did in a bit, but um, I, I would I I remember not knowing how I feel. I, obviously, I didn't want anyone in Cap's... holding Cap's shield or in Cap's shoes, so I was very upset about that when it all uh, first happened, uh, you know, at first. 
then some of his stuff was pretty relatable. The guy seems pretty, um, you know, like like he, he's about his stuff. He got technique and all that kind of stuff there. When he got in, Sam and sounds like he's not a terrible person to hang out with. Yeah, I mean Lamar liked him. Like, Lamar seemed like he was a good guy. He, yeah, he can come to the barbecue. Yeah, um, but, but then he tells Bucky and Sam to stay the hell out of his way, and I think a lot of people are like, eh. <laughs> you know, like you're not that cool to be saying that right now. Right. <laughs> uh, but you're right. It is. It is the expansion of the MCU. That, like, if this was the first movie or first uh, piece of media from that universe, you get to make things black and white. That guy's the villain. This guy's the hero. But we've seen <laughs> so many shades of of heroism and villainy that, in comparison, jo- uh, John Walker is kind of in the middle. He is kind of like yeah. right there in the middle. Um, and I think that he's flawed, like I said, like us, right? like America in general, trying to find its identity through what it's o- the only thing that it's good at, which is war. That's the only thing. Like, we have war every 10 years, I think. We're in some kind of engagement. Yeah, if that, if that. Uh, we're, in, we're always in some kind of foreign engagement for something because we've been, we've been fighting wars. We've only been around for 200 years, right? We've been around for like yeah. two a little bit over 200 years and we've have double digit wars you know and it's just one of the things that we're good at and so when walker is put in a position he just does he's he's the weapon and the government points him he's the attack dog he's literally what uh what's his face um was talking about the the fake mandarin your red white and blue attack dog you know sick ah yes uh (laughs) and 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 that there we get the death of his partner, Battlestar, um, which sends him Oof. over the edge. Like you said, he ends up killing a man. Uh, I, are there people on the fence about this? Like he beheads him, right? Uh, I thought it, I thought he put it through the chest. He could have also done that. He could have also done that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, a callback to Steve being in the same position with Tony and having that mm-hmm. opportunity to stab him through the chest or cut his head off uh, with the shield and choosing not to. Um, we, Steve Rogers, in, by comparison, was incredibly composed as Cap. Incredibly yes. composed. I didn't realize how composed until how unhinged John Walker looked. But in actuality, as a normal man in those circumstances, he's kind of reacting how most people would. Steve is just the, the exception. Um, uh, like Zemo says, right? But there's not, there hasn't been another Steve Rogers. Like everyone, yeah. everyone wants to use him as the measuring stick, but we haven't ever had another one like him. So how I are think, we I think to? if you look back at everything, like you, you, you seldom, if ever, get a moment where Steve is fighting with anger. Right. Yeah. You no, know, there's never anything very malicious behind what he's doing. He's in a fight because that's what he knows how to do, and he will fight to to defend whatever he believes in. But there's nothing malicious about it. He he, I think Steve always has an idea of when the fight is won, and that's when it's done for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like even with Spider Man, right? Like he didn't go for a kill shot with Spider Man. He just right got him preoccupied and was like, "Yep, that's that's about it. That's all I got to do in this instance." Um, it's funny because you mentioned him be- whether or not he's ever fought being mad and I was trying to think has he even got to the point of like trying to run down somebody on foot and it reminded me of the first movie where that guy who shoots Ur- Erskine 
uh, he mm-hmm. he just runs on foot to go whoop that man's ass. But he wasn't going to kill him. The guy ends up taking the cyanide pill. Right, right. He, he takes him down. The first thing he does is interrogate. Yeah, yeah. And as somebody who is a fan of Captain America, as depicted in the MCU and those films, um, did you notice a lot of those like almost shot for shot scene remakes with different characters? Um, I definitely noticed the one with um with uh John Walker and the um what is his name? I, forget, I forgot what his name was. The teacher. Oh oh yeah, I don't remember what his name is. Then they the said teacher it that too. he killed. They said it too, and I can't remember what his name. I is. think they say it once. Yeah. Right. Um, they all become sort of unnamed, like super soldiers or or displaced, uh, whatever. Flag Smasher um, One and Flag Smasher Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the caption said, right? <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you'll have to remind me of the other ones. Right. I can't. Oh no. Well, I I think like some of the times where you saw him bust through a door with the gun over the shield. Okay. Yes. That reminds yeah. me. That reminds me of stuff there. Um, like I said, that's, running that's on World foot. One, World War Two montage. Yeah. 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 Uh, the running on foot thing, but definitely, like you said, the the shield thing with Tony is. That was almost shot for shot once he puts that shield over his head. Um, and the series knows it was a messed up move. Like, the 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 handling of the scene, the direction, where the camera goes, all that stuff, um, makes you question whether or not any of that was worth it and stuff. I know there's been a lot of Walker apologists. I, I've seen them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some, some of our uh, commentary about the show's messages have uh, brought some people out of the woodwork, let's just say, yeah. for a comic book click, and have they have expressed some very unique takes. They got a, they got a pink. Yes. And so <laughs> there, there were people that were apologizing for John Walker from the very beginning. Um, and I, I was just trying to watch the story as it was being told. I, was, I didn't have a hard uh, feeling on the guy, but obviously I knew that he shouldn't just be killing people in the street. Like, that's, you know, that's terrible. In all honesty, though, as somebody who was in the military, I was very scared that the government was going to cover it up for him. I thought that they would be like, oh, John Walker? Yeah, he he bravely saved all those people in the town square from that terrorist. You know? We found crack cocaine on him or something. They were going to make something up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And they didn't. He really got to get consequences for that but then i find myself on walker's side because the government will throw you to the side like that they will throw you under the bus you're not bigger than the government or the face that the government has to have or the face that uh the military has to you know maintain you're not bigger than that and um when he did get thrown away he get you know he ends up having that moment with uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, Contessa, if you will, played by mm-hmm. Julia Louise Dreyfus, um, who was actually supposed to show up in Black Widow. Shocking first. casting. Yeah, shocking casting. Madam Hydra. Shock. Um, and it's like the Madam Hydra thing reminds me of uh, the that moment in Iron Man Two where Tony kills all those people with the laser. Like he hits like one button and he kills all those people. And uh, War Machine's mm-hmm. like, why don't you lead with that? It's like, lead with the Madam Hydra. You know, lead lead with the... <laughs> they call me Madam Hydra, but maybe he wasn't Madam Hydra at the, at the time. But it's like, 
I'm like, Contessa, Contessa, Contessa de Fontaine, who, who, who? And I look it up, it's like, better known as Madam Hydra. I'm like, just call her Madam <laughs> I'm getting all upset. It's like, just call her Madam Hydra. But she's, to be fair, she's not there yet. Um, so no, she's not. And and it's still up in the air what, um, what condition Hydra is even still in. Yes. Yep. Do you? Uh, would I you have been also Agents of Shield did have a Madam Hydra of sorts? Oh, yeah, I think I heard something about that. Yes, yeah, so yes, that makes sense. And the the canonicity of that show is still kind of iffy. Right, right. It's one of the few. It's one of the few shows that seems like it was still canon toward the end. Yeah, yeah. Because I, um, somebody was trying to tell me standards. about. Somebody was trying to tell me that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does, like, several time travel storylines. Yes. Which, if they are in the main universe, then branches this out to, like, eight different universes. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. They can make anything work now. (laughs) So, even more, we start talking about timelines. Yeah. That's not how time travel works. That's what they say. (laughs) Uh, Would you have popped more if it was uh, Thaddeus Ross to show up to talk to old man? Walking. A little bit, but I guess that's the familiarity pop. Yeah. Yeah. You know? When you pop more for the character than the actor, that's the fam- familiarity pop, yeah. When yes. you're like, ah, that's my boy, uh, Thaddeus. But, but my, brain would have really, cause my brain would have immediately went, Thunderbolts! Yes. What What do you think? Do you think we're, we're still going that route? Um, you know, not to jump too much ahead, but Walker does show... Um, after showing some incredible frustration with his position and his pressure, he ends up trying to build his own shield to complete the mission of taking down the Flag Smashers. Uh, the shield gets destroyed, mo- basically, but he actually abandons it in a moment where he uh-huh. can actually save the f- the Flag Smashers from death um, and is seemingly rewarded with a brand new suit. They decide he doesn't have to be Captain America anymore. He can be a U.S. agent um and he seems stoked he seems incredibly stoked for the new outfit the new uh tagline what do you think is the future for john walker um well first i'll say beautifully accurate suit yes yeah i I kept trying to make sure it was black because his other suit was was a very dark blue you know so it was was very navy and yeah you, you 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 um light lights can play with navy blue very funny right but, I, uh, but no, it was, it, it was it was definitely a black suit with the. It was very good looking. Yeah, and it's very right. Yeah, very correct. Um, I'm, I'm very much reminded of that one big panel at the end of the the comic book that just says, "Well, here comes U.S. agent." Yep, I'm about to uh, got some work to do. <laughs> like, Damn. Um, yeah, I'm, I was I was definitely thinking that. Um, once she starts handing out, you know, her blank funny card, um. And it's something I've wanted for a while where we've had three movies with the seemingly, you know, the Avengers level threat. And I, I've wanted the Avengers level threat to now be another team. Ah. Yeah, they've not, they've not done of, that, huh? No, it's always the one big guy and he's got some underlings. Yeah, you all, everyone just runs around him. <laughs> they just run around and yeah. throw, the, throw their powers at him. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're trying to get to Loki, and we have to get past all these, um, what they, what were they called? Uh, Chitauri? Yeah, the Chitauri. Yeah. We have to get past the Chitauri army to get to Loki. Uh, the robot, we're trying to get the to Ultron, 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 and we yeah. have to, 
We have to get through all his mini Ultrons. Yeah. We're trying to get the Thanos. We need to get past that army and the um, you know, the four guys there. I, I love how they made those four, the the children of Thanos, like look like black badasses in um in Infinity War, and then in Endgame they're just like mowed over. <laughs> <laughs> they just roll over those guys like so quick. I guess teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a, we had blow this down. Yes, another team though. Another team does sound good. And one of Marvel's criticisms that people have is that they kill villains too willy nilly. Uh, yes, we've seen, actually seen the benefit of keeping a villain alive like Loki. You know where his entertainment and his value you know increase with his ties to the universe and i think Mm -hmm. we're seeing that with zemo as well um zemo is also a well-known member of the thunderbolts you think they might roll him into something like this could they trust him to do something like that um i won't say they could trust him but i think zemo can be convinced yes yes of their use yeah, they just give him like a chest full of Turkish delights. <laughs> yeah, like, we know right? what you yeah. want. <laughs> that and EDM music. <laughs> and they're like, you know what you want. This is, this is everything you've ever craved. Um, um, because wasn't Zemo on a team in that uh, EMH show? Uh, Masters of, of Evil, probably. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, of, that one. That's one of his jams. But he's also Citizen V. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's some, I'm unfamiliar. Let me just double check that. But uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a character named Citizen V in Marvel um, that I believe at one point was Helmet Zemo in a disguise. <laughs> he has a sword gotcha. and a cape. Uh, I, I don't think he's... That's um, hilarious. He looks like he's rocking an American thing. Um, but yeah, it says... And then it says people also searched for Zemo. So at one point he was this character called Yeah, Zemo took the identity of a citizen V, claiming to be the grandson of the original hero. Eventually, however, Zemo revealed the truth during his attempt to take over the world and he abandoned the identity. Yeah? That sounds very <laughs> that sounds very Zemo. See, Citizen V sounds hilarious when you've watched two seasons of the boys. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um That does not mean what you think it means. No, it does not. But I like, I like that they're keeping these people around. This is what's gonna work. Like Agatha, she's she's hanging in there. She doesn't seem to be going yeah. anywhere. So we got somebody there as well. Uh, still no Mephisto sighting. So I think that's no. important. <laughs> that's important to stay. Uh, what did you think of the? I guess the the we had callbacks to all the Captain America movies, but we got a, a special callback to. Iron Man 1, as Joaquin Torres is given the wings to <laughs> Falcon suit and is basically like, yeah, and then nothing happens. <laughs> Next time. Baby. Yeah. He's just basically like, yeah, and we're all <laughs> like, yeah, we all know where this is going, and he just, yeah, I don't know. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't do it. It will go eventually. Yes, yes. Do you think we'll see Joaquin Torres in the purported... Captain America four film. Um, I do, I do. I absolutely. Uh, although I will admit, I was very surprised. Um, like I didn't. I he seemed like such a small note character that like you add for the the use of like that that soldier could have been anyone. Yeah. You know, it didn't have to be Joaquin Torres until he offers him 
to keep the freaking wings. And it's just like, okay, maybe there's something. Right. But they didn't even have a clean cut way to back out of that in the comics, right? Like they didn't have a clean cut way to be like, "Oh, Falcon's Falcon again," and you're, yeah, nah. you're whatever. Um, and in the same sense, in the comics, they didn't want to give it to him. He kind of got into a series of experiments, and there was nothing else they could do. <laughs> so they were like, "I guess we." He's like, "No, you don't understand. I'm a Birdman now. There's no choice." Yeah, might as well be a Birdman. <laughs> uh, director Carly, uh, Carly. Scoglin called mm. Torres a bit of a puppy dog. <laughs> so, that? that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, so a bit of a puppy dog. That seems. That seems kind still of convinced the caps on the moon. Yes. What do you think about all that stuff? Oh, the cap. That was so silly. <laughs> cap being on the moon. I was vaguely, I was vaguely reminded of the whole Nick Fury being on the moon thing. Right. Do you remember who replaces Nick Fury? Uh, is it Bucky? Yep. Yes. So that's what I, that's what I was, uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I think it was going to go that route. That's the reference you got. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what to think of that, but I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> Cap's on the moon. That's funny. Right. Um, yeah, no Cap Wolf. Glad that we didn't go that route. Very glad to have no cap wolf. Uh, no cap wolf. We did get the introduction of Sarah Wilson, played by mm-hmm. Edipiro Aduye, uh, Sam's sister, who runs the fam the Wilson family fishing business in Louisiana. She is the like the voice of reason, the voice for the normal human on the ground uh, when talking to Sam. Um, and you know, very early on, they have that unfortunate scene when the, in the bank where the, you get the fanboy uh yeah. who who's all cool to 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 hang out in the culture but can't help you know a, a, a all too familiar issue sometimes <laughs> where people are totally down yeah you're cool it just can't help you sorry ain't got nothing for you um <laughs> how do you by the way selfie uh, her name I said no. Like, but by the way, selfie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, put yeah? the muscle up. Can you put the? Can you give me the double bicep? It's like you son of, <laughs> you son of. Um, I I liked I liked them expanding the world. We often talk about like how none of these Avengers have like siblings or <laughs> family members, so it was cool I to know. I thought he had just had that conversation, and then they introduced his sister. I was like, well, yeah. Not only that, but then? like he was on the run. Like she never said, yeah. you know, I didn't come, I didn't come bother you when you became turned state's evidence, uh, you know, and became enemy of public enemy number one and ran around with that white dude for months, for years. I didn't say right. anything to you. So I thought that was, uh, that was pretty interesting there. But um, their point of contention is the ship, right? Falcon wants to sell the ship. Uh, Sarah thinks it should be. Falcon fixed. wants to keep the ship. Falcon wants to keep the ship. Sarah wants to sell it. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah wants to sell it. Um, and also doesn't want Sam to tell her what to do. Which, yes. can't, can't blame her for that. No, not at all. Uh, but we did miss Fontaine. I feel like we should just leave Sharon for last because it's all very confusing with her. So we'll put a pin in that. Let's talk about what I believe is the beating heart of this entire series. The introduction of the character Isaiah Bradley. Uh, who, okay. 
Isaiah was played. I don't know why I don't see this right here. Carl Lumby. Carl, say one more time. Lumby. Carl Lumby brings Isaiah Bradley to life. Somebody that I was aware of because of my um, research in the whole Captain America mythos. There was a lot said about this character and a lot said about the fact that this character was held like in canon was secret. You know, in canon was a secret Captain America. In that universe was something that they ha- they didn't tell everybody about. So um, once he was brought into I this... I also thought it was sort of interesting, like, oh, interesting, but, like, you know, amusing for me, where it's just like, uh, you sort of get these actors that just have multiple comic book jobs. Yes. Yep, yep. And it's like, oh, look, it's you again. Because he was Martian Man at one point, right? Carl Lumby is Martian Manhunter in the um, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Okay. He's also uh, Manhunter's father Oh wow! in Supergirl. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you, but he's like, he doesn't have the beard is what it is. He's clean shaven. He's got a, he's got a decent haircut. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's got a, he's playing a different accent. He's a pacifist uh, in yes. Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. What do you think about Isaiah's story? What do you think about his his journey and um, his? People have accused the man of being bitter. What do you say to that, GT Rebirth? Of course, he's bitter. <laughs> <laughs> he's more bitter than than wrestlers who think they were old money. Yeah. Of course, he's bitter. Yeah, yeah. I'd be well, upset more bitter than Shane, than Shane Douglas people. at the NWA. <laughs> more yeah. <bitter>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, only person more bitter than that is Jim Cornette and Vince Russo. Yes, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Three wrestling jokes in thirty seconds. That's a record. Um, hey, we're killing it here. Did anybody come out of a box in this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, instantly, instantly over. <laughs> instantly um, over. Uh, yeah, like, like of course he's bitter. I, I, I think he has every right to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, every every and we pointed out the parallels ourselves um, in the in the article and and other in. Um, between all of us, like he is—he gets put away for decades for something that you know, Captain America is. Um, uh, how do you say? Earns all his respect of his peers for. Yeah, he's celebrated. He's given a a, a, a medal. The only reason why he doesn't accept it is because he's somewhere else. Remember, Stan Lee's in the in the crowd. Yes. Uh, yeah, given yes. A, given a full medal for it. Um, this literally. It's literally him bringing the, his POW friends back that you get the moment, hey, let's give it up for Captain America. So he kind of gets crowned that, it. Yeah. I mean, Jones and all that seemed like, like they're dead. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, they were not going to go behind enemy lines to get them. And the same thing happened with mm-hmm. Isaiah. A bunch of his, um, his fellow soldiers were trapped behind enemy lines. And the government was like, well, they die, they die. And Isaiah went against government orders. But instead of coming back and being told... Let's give it up for Captain America. They just locked him in prison and continued to experiment on him and wouldn't even let his loved ones, wouldn't even let him receive communications from his loved ones. Uh, and mm-hmm. ultimately, his wife ends up dying before he's ever released from prison. Um, he has a justified rage and a justified um, lack of trust in the government that I kind of relate to. And yeah. It's, you know, there's this moment where he tells Bucky, um, you think you can just wake up and choose who you want to be. And it comes from this pace of pain 
because he speaks as a black man who does who can't change the fact that he's a black man. You know? Yeah. None of us can wake up and be a different color. So in that instance, un- in his eyes, like unless you're gonna wake up and be a different color, you're always going. You're always gonna be what they don't like. What you know? And what the weirdest thing is that I've heard every excuse out the wazoo for why you know pe- minorities have been treated differently. Right? They got they, mm-hmm. they, there's there's the mean reasons. There's the scientific reasons. There's the conquest reasons. There's the rap music. Yeah, yeah, there's the rap music. It, there's everything <laughs> in the world. But after a while, you just get tired of it. It's emotionally draining. It's like, just say you don't like us. Just say you don't yeah. like us. Like, at least from that moment, we can we have some place to start. But to pretend and then not, you know, give the same amount of respect, give the same amount of rights, give the same amount of hubbubaloo when one of us is shot. You're, yeah. you're breaking the trust. You're breaking this unspoken bond that we have and the worst part about it is we're almost raised to know that the game is rigged you know we're raised mm-hmm. in this idea knowing that that the world is not in your favor with this and yeah. kind of get what you can you know. but if you can't get anything else you know just like that's just the card you were dealt and that's such a defeatist position but when you've been beaten and beaten and beaten what else how else are you supposed to feel of course, like you, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how many, uh, how how many white kids have to be, you know, particularly instructed on how to talk to the cop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or why they're being followed um, around the store, you know. Yeah, um, and um, and it's tough. It, like that line is so well structured because, like, it's only moments later. Where the freaking superhero gets stopped. Yeah. Because they don't know he is, so he's just a black dude. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea that's a secret as big as Isaiah Bradley could be kept a secret is Mm -hmm. another level and layer of betrayal. Right? Like, And it reminded me of people's reactions when they found out about Black Wall Street. And the Tulsa, yes. the Tulsa uh, riots, it's there were people that were legitimately shocked at the fact that this wasn't something taught to them in school. So you pull that string even a little bit more and you end up gaining a massive distrust because it feels like for this country, um, the narrative is more important than the truth. And it, why be the minority that upholds that narrative when they don't want to tell the truth. I I, I kind of agree with him in that instance. You know? It's also like, because it's only implied by the timeline, they never actually say it, so you're never really made clear as to how long this super soldier has had to live with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's made it clear that he is aged. Yeah. So if you're only measuring it by Captain America standards, who got to go back to the 40s, it is only visually an eighty-year-old man. Yeah, in twenty twenty something. Exactly, it's like twenty twenty-five. I want to say. Yeah, like he's had to live with this pain for a while. You know, see. he's been he was there before Steve. Yes, yeah, so and it's Co- still here now. The Korean War ended in nineteen fifty-three. Okay, so, so even if he was jailed, oh, I forgot. I forgot exactly what they called it. So even if he was jailed for for 
uh, 30 years. 30 years. He's still mm-hmm. living with it for an additional 40 years. You yes. know? So holy hell. Like, uh, how could you not be hardened with all that time? With, with and being and the way that stuff works, he probably has a couple more decades left in him. Yeah. What, what do you think about Sam's reaction to, to um, Isaiah's story? Do you think he was affected in any way? Oh, absolutely. I, I, like, this is, you know, again, this is the same thing as, like, the, bl- the Black Wall Street thing where it's just, like, there is a significant piece of the history of my people that's been hidden from us that could have been deemed empowering. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also is a reminder to me because we just last year, I think, was probably the height of my like of of what I view in the world as like racial tension. Like last year, sure. literally a powder keg. Right. Um, it's not yeah. that it's all that great now, but last year is when I really like, wow, this is this is palpable. Like you can feel the tension in the air. Um, and so to to then get when you're angry <laughs> when you're angry you can really you can really throw this country under the bus you can really because mm-hmm. it's done enough to kind of warrant it you can really yes. you can really do that but i admire sam's ability to be like not not trapped in isaiah's america which is an america that right. exists but trying to be more um I always Forward felt thing. like, well, yeah, I, I always felt like, because I think this this series makes you question what Captain America means, right? When I mm-hmm. when I first met, saw the character, I didn't think much of him because I'm like, he's just a walking firework. Like, he's a walking apple pie. Like, I don't really need, Captain I, America? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a walking, just yeah. a symbol of America. He's a bald eagle. He's an apple pie. Uh, and he's just definitely a not. A bunch the, of stars and bars. Yeah, and he's not the America that I know. So let him, mm-hmm. let him, you know, do all that. Uh, it took a while before I realized, and this is my own interpretation, so I could be completely wrong, but I feel like Captain America is, is not what America is, but what he believes America can be. And, yes. And it, it's, a, it's a daily, it's daily work, putting feet to the ground to constantly improve. And to improve is to criticize. Uh, and mm-hmm. which is which is something that I feel like this country has a real big problem with. We cannot criticize our leaders because then all of a sudden it's like we're un-American, you know? Yeah. But but how does anything get fixed if you don't admit things are broken? But everyone. But if you say well, the I... country's broken, people take it as if you're saying that they broke it. <laughs> sure. You know? How do you feel about all that? Well, I, see, this, so that's like a, you know, that's a two-pronged problem in a sense because it's, you know, when you can't say the country is broken to someone who's thriving off it. That's true. Right. <laughs> and it, it, the other way around, you, you, can't tell somebody who, you can't tell somebody who's experienced racism that it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. So, like, when you tell those people that the country is broken, they're like, well, then, you know, clearly you're some sort of snowflake or something. Yeah. Or you've got a problem with authority and blah, 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 you know. But it's obviously not the case. Um, I think also, like, you find yourself in a position where uh, it's almost impossible to talk about those sorts of things without 
it's almost impossible to talk about those sorts of things publicly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there's there's a part of America that is very into this idea of like, like on Twitter you put up the United Front. <laughs> right. Right. You know? There was a John Walker what is it, John Walker did nothing wrong? Uh <laughs> hashtag going around. Yes. You know, as people prefer to see another white man in the suit as opposed to, to Sam. Um and felt like they were demonizing Walker to praise Sam. The the craziest thing, the craziest thing that I heard, uh fully expressed on uh, one of the major issues oh sorry, the comic book click post was this idea that racism, GT it's like Freddy Krueger. If if you don't believe in it and you don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Mm. And thus, right. every time we speak on it, we are invoking it. It doesn't live until we mention it, which is absolute bullshit. <laughs> absolute, unmitigated feces from a male cow. Because, but you know what? I think that exact thing happens, and it's it's innocent at this point. I think that yeah. exact thing happens to Bucky. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not how his brain works. You, the way, um, even though it it can be construed as inaccurate, the army he grew up, the army he was in, was very multicultural. And like Dugan's a little funny, but. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Duke is a little problematic, but everyone else is pretty cool. Right, right. Yeah. So, like, that that sort of thing doesn't come up for Bucky. Bucky doesn't think in that way. N- none of those, n- none of those uh, impulses exist in him. So, when it happens, and when Bucky says, "Just cooperate with him," he's like, "No." Yeah, like exactly. exactly. You don't understand what's happening right now. Right to to a normal citizen, that just seems like a request to just de-escalate. But to someone who's always being accused of escalation when there is no escalation, it's like I'm tired. What 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 more do you want me to do? Like you want me to just lay on the lay on the ground at this point? Like we were we're shot and persecuted when we pay when we follow the rules when we don't follow the rules. Just given on you know any given day, sometimes we're dealing with like. We just had the the guilty verdict in the George Floyd case, right? But yeah. like, as we got justice for that, like three other shootings happened, <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's never it's never enough. It seemingly like every time you think you make a step, um, which One is forward, why, three back, right? And the thing is, uh, we can't give up because even though the game is rigged, we can't unplug the controllers, right? We're all we're all here. We got to make the best out of what we can, and I feel like in that in that sense, Sam is realizing that he has an opportunity. In relinquishing mm-hmm. the opportunity, he lets America write the narrative it wants. He lets yes. John Walker write the narrative he it, you know he wants. But in taking ownership of the shield and taking ownership over the the stars and stripes, he gets to define what America is. In that instance, um, and I, I I love that. I love the message. But to think that, like, oh, you know, everything was hunky-dory until Falcon and Winter Soldier brought up race. It's like, no, no, bro. You gotta, you got, you should walk around, you know? Go to the Bronx for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Just walk around the Bronx. <laughs> and it, it, it happens twice where Bucky doesn't see it. Yeah. Because it's just not how his brain works. Is the other time it when happens... he talks about with the shield, when he's like, uh, damn, I didn't even think about a black man 
<laughs> well, no, that because that that that's him coming around and, and like like seeing that it it just never came up to him. Yeah. The other the like the other time is um, you know where Sam tries to apologize for like the direction Isaiah went in with the conversation, and it doesn't even it doesn't even um register to Bucky that. Isaiah's talking about him being white. He thinks yeah, he's Hydra. Yeah, talking, talking about yeah. He thinks he's talking about him being Hydra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, 100. percent Because he says something like, "Then your people came in and did you know this, that, and the third, or whatever." Yeah. Uh, it sounds like I'm sorry about that. It's like you didn't mean that. You meant Hydra. It's like yeah. It's like like <laughs> like you're sort of wondering like, when did Isaiah have anything to do with Hydra? <laughs> exactly. So like he, yeah, he is not. Um, he isn't swayed by like Bucky's obliviousness to the whole situation. Um, Isaiah isn't, but Sam is is put right in the middle because he's seen a bit of what Isaiah is talking about. But before the conversation with Isaiah, you know, I, I gotta believe that he's he was optimistic. You know, even though he gave up the shield, that he believed that the country could get better. Um, and I think then you get this introduction of Carly Morgenthau. Played by Aaron Kellyman, uh, she's Morgan. a leader. Yeah. Morgan, though. she is. Um, she is the leader of the anti-patriotism group known as the Flag Smashers, um, and yeah. the the showrunner called her the glue for the series. Um, so she has mobilized a a a whole movement. Uh, with these flag smashers, also civilians, in this um, attempt to erase borders and give these refugees, you know, a fighting chance in the world that now, the world they now live in with the five years and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think about Carly as a character, and um, what do you think about Sam's refusal to kind of just neutralize her, which is, I think. Advice given to him by Walker. Advice given to him by Zemo. Uh, yeah, yeah. What What do you think about Sam's hesitance in that moment? Yeah, um, uh, Walker wants to put her down. Zemo wants to put her down. Uh, Bucky is kind of in the middle, but also I, I was going to say, I was going to say, Bucky. I don't think Bucky's against it. <laughs> I don't think he may not say it, but I don't think he's against it. But, but Bucky's kind of like Wonder Woman in that sense, where he, where she's just like, "Look, I'll do it if I have to," but I don't like. It's not my first call. Right, right, right. I'm ready to do it. It's, but, defi- you know, it's definitely yeah. Walker's first call, though. <laughs> That's it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's <clears throat> she. She's very, she's very good in the show, and like, it's a. She presents a complex discussion that doesn't get a lot of time because you know it would take a lot of time to really get into, like the 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 idea of like the one nation concept yeah um that would be a lot a lot (laughs) and a lot of people would have a lot of problems with it yeah but it's it's very good in broadening because i i remember a discussion you had which upset which like it didn't upset you but you were disappointed that you never got to see the world during that yes and yeah. you sort of and you sort of sub- substituted it with the leftovers yes yep yep uh because uh, <laughs> they, they, then they point to that world and uh, it's hard to have sympathy for yeah. the world we can't see right you know i i didn't get to see like maybe 
maybe, you know, if they had more time, one of these episodes would have opened up with life prior, you know? But we're only just being somewhere, told somewhere this. There's a, somewhere there's a developing Disney Plus show about, you know, some uh, <laughs> <laughs> some blip hero in those five years. Exactly. And the thing is, like, that that's a long time. Five years is an incredibly long time to just be like, well, we're jumping over it. And some of these shows may talk about it and some of them may not. Five years is long enough to accept. Yes. Yeah. To accept a way of living. Look at us yeah. walking around with masks. It's only been a year. You know, yeah. we were like, I would never. And now, they, you know, I got them in all colors now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like you you we adapt. Yeah, you adapt. So five years later, you know, um, I, they, they, they made her and Walker two characters on a, sip, on a slippery slope. Um, I, I think there might also be some, like, thinly veiled, like, Antifa, uh, you know, cop sure. stuff going on there. Am I wrong to say that? Am I wrong to see that? I mean, the MCU is has always been accused of copaganda on their own, right? Right. So it's it's like that's 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 a whole conversation. Like it, um, it, when you have a, a a person who's supposed to be upholding the law and authority kills somebody yeah. in front of a bunch of people with cell phones. I, yes. I, how could you not get brought back, right? Uh, and and arguably, all he gets. Is um, is a discharge? Yeah, no jail time, just a discharge. No, he gets the he gets a discharge. Not even the worst discharges, other than honorable. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get dis. Sorry, yeah, he got other than honorable. Right. S- sorry, kid, you can't go to college. <laughs> right, right, but but yeah, he he got to live. He got to he got his freedom. Um, and so, like, I'm thinking about it with that, and then like it's the fact, with <laughs> the fact that um, Carly, I felt like was kind of just spouting ethos and not necessarily a plan. Ma- right, made it feel like they were trying to like get at Antifa, who knows what they don't want, but not necessarily what they do. Uh, sure. So I-, I was a bit eh, with that, but. The way I like to look at Carly is, like I said, it's the same way that I look at John. I feel like they represent America in the sense that, again, uh, we were made up of all kinds of people. We're made up of the John Walkers and we're made up of the Carly Morgenthau's. And it's up to a good man like Sam Wilson to see the good that is there, good that is there Mm -hmm. in this country, the possibility for change that, you know, you want to hope for someone like Carly. I feel like this country is incredibly flawed. And if you judged us on our worst mistakes, you might as well put us out of our misery. But but if you believe, you know, that there's even a semblance of a chance that we can get better, then it's great power, great responsibility. It's our, you know, it's our job to get better and be better um, in that instance. Sam being able to talk to Carly in that moment showed, you know, head over heels. Head over heels, head head and shoulders. Why he was the man for the job, <laughs> you know. In that in that instance, I don't. I, as we saw, uh, John Walker was not going to do something like that. Was not going to sure. talk to them. Um, what do you think about even though you know Carly and her other compatriots, flag smashers, and yes. the flag smashers, uh, flag, flag smasher axe and flag smasher. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's another. See, look, we're just racking them up. And flag, <laughs> flag smasher crush. Yes, he's Hawaiian, but <laughs> yes. 
they're gone. You know, uh, Carly kind of, you know, bites it. But Sam Wilson kind of reiterates her message, uh, you know, even even in, in her loss, which tells mm-hmm. me that he was even he was able to sympathize with her. He didn't just talk her down off the ledge. You know, he really got what she was talking about. He just really didn't believe in the way that she was doing it. Which Yeah, and uh, that's his exact line, right? It's like, I agree with your fight, just not uh, how you're fighting it. Right. But I, but coming from last year, you know, I totally get the whole idea of like, well, you don't get to pick how we fight it. Because sure. if it was up to you, we wouldn't do anything. If it was up to you, we would just get swept under the rug again. So I, I get that part too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like all of, all of these people represent different shades of what America is. It's 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 unseedy past. It's blatant lying, like John Walker lying about killing Lamar's uh, killer. Killer, yeah. Because the narrative is more important. Like the story of him being the the hero is more important than the the ugly truth. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. It it, it doesn't. But, it also, doesn't... It, but also because that's like. That's that's Walker's untreated, um, poor coping mechanisms. Yeah, he's kind of a coward in that sense, a bit of a coward in that sense. Not saying I would know what to do, but I'm saying in the in the moment where he could have taken ridicule, he chooses the high road. Um, it 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 would have sounded very weird if we admitted well we did eventually, but remember when it all came out that there was no mes- weapons of mass destruction, right. It was like we waited till everyone forgot and then brought it up and everyone was like, what? what oh, yeah, I guess there wasn't. But in the beginning, people were foaming at the mouth for us to stop, you know, the evil terrorists that attacked out the Twin Towers. And we went in oh, yeah. mini mo <laughs> and, and found countries that we could invade. I was there, people, so I can tell you. <laughs> you know, we, we played songs about it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we didn't say we got the wrong country. We said... Oh, they were bad people too. Don't even worry about it. Just like John Walker. We said, no, no, yeah, the killers, we got them. Those guys who bombed those planes, we got them. No, they died in the planes. They, that's how that whole thing went down. There was no one else to get but a sub a subgroup that we still haven't gotten. Uh, 10 years, and, and 20 by, years later? And by the end of it, it was just like, we got Saddam. Right. What, it's like, what? We didn't even want him. That's what I was like. Yeah, he's like, I killed this. I killed the flag smasher. The leader? Well, no, but <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work for this. Uh, we killed Batrock. Wait, yes. what? Yeah, they, we weren't even looking. We weren't even looking for him. Uh, so let's see, let's see, let's see. We should probably talk about our girl Sharon before we talk about uh, killing Batrock. Yes. Because early on in this show, we get to see uh, that Sam is doing contracting missions with the military. Um, the, the guys ain't getting paid. You know, he, he, he vocalizes that um, no one's paying these guys. And they kind of get by on good faith and goodwill from people that, you know, care about them. So someone's like waving rent and somebody else is like seeing them at the grocery store and being like, I'll, I'll pay for that. You know, and, and that's yeah. how they're getting by. There's, so, a, there's a few... Um... Uh, GoFundMe's going around. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I don't want to think about the Sam Wilson OnlyFans, but <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he's falconing about. Uh, you know, he's doing all these missions. He ends up taking on Bat Batrock, played by George Saint Pierre, which he, that character was also in the Winter Soldier film. 
So he makes a return. And he eventually, somewhere down the line, they, they get in contact with Sharon, which they hadn't seen since the events of Civil War. Um, on the, on the, which another callback, like, um, uh, Batrock uses almost all the same moves against Sam that he does against Cap on that ship. And it doesn't work twice. <laughs> no, but, like, it was very interesting to see that, like, it was almost like he was testing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, 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 got I was like, this too. fight, I was just like, this choreography looks familiar. I, I think the, the interesting part about Sharon is that they do, like, the film, the film's narrative just leaves her in that parking lot, right? Like, she yeah. she shows up, she gives them the stolen wings and the stolen shield. She aids these fugitives of the government. And she then, has a kiss. Yes. And, and we do not see her again until this series. So the events mm-hmm. of Infinity War take place, the five years of the blip take place, and then... It is assumed she goes away. Yeah, yeah. But up until... Up until the moment of this show, she is a fugitive. She's wanted for aiding and abetting criminals. And she has taken shelter in Mandrapur, very famous seedy uh, location in the comics for villains and villains alike. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of hay being made that she seemed to have a lot of connections, which had people thinking that she might be the power broker. Um, Were you on that train early on? And how did you feel when... I was gonna say, how did you feel when it was eventually revealed? Has it been revealed? Is it still black and white? Is she the power broker straight up? Um. So, uh, well, first say it was like I did think it was like that little tidbit was interesting in the sense that, um, for five years, like you you don't see her ever since the events of war, and then everything else goes down. She is noted as one of the disappeared. Yeah. But like, it's one of those things where it's like. Was anybody around to confirm that? Right, that's true too. If I was her, I'd say I disappeared. <laughs> what does it matter? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd for be like, sure. Oh, totally yeah, gone. I, I, five years, I just came back. I was like, whoa, where am I? Yeah, I'm totally gone. Um, I'm, I'm gone. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, like, I think there's an interesting story there about, like, maybe she was able to take advantage of those five years because they probably thought, like, people thought she was gone. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I, I I think it was all very like for a long time. There was the what what were we going to do with Sharon Carter? Yeah, yeah. Um, she's obviously incredibly capable. We we saw her and like when when I think like I I I put somewhere that I feel like she also has stuff to relate to with Isaiah in the sense that. You know, the the events of Civil War is when she first, I guess you could say, um, you know, disregards orders, right? She's, she's asked to do something by Hydra, by S.H.I.E.L.D. up until that point. And when Cap gives that impassioned speech about how they're being infiltrated and he believes in people, Sharon makes her choice. And she chooses Steve and chooses the good guys. But that's the first time that she, you know, um, disobeys. Maybe Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, um. She, she uh, disobeys the government and chooses another side. That starts her off on this on this path, which then allows her to choose Cap after the death of her aunt, and then, you know, again, you know, giving her the shield and the and the and the wings because she gets a, she gets some info on Bucky 
as well. So it's like she helps out what she believes is the best person in this fight and then gets discarded. All her years mm-hmm. of being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, all the stuff that her aunt did, you know, all of that's gone. With no cap to speak on her behalf, she's an enemy of the state. Like, I could, I get her grudge, too. I get her anger, too. Oh, yeah. It's like, I, I, was the, I was one of the good guys. I didn't turn bad because I got bored. I turned bad because I had nowhere else to go <laughs> but the place where bad people live. And if I'm not bad, I wouldn't have lived. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be, have been able to... Um, survive this but she seems to have her fingers in all the pots or the pies is that what they say um yeah but we don't necessarily know what she's up to the series ends with her being pardoned and she gets her job back at shield but to what end she calls up somebody and is like we now got a bunch of access to a bunch of crazy things um and we can go back to selling weapons you know do you think Government she's working secret. for somebody, or is she still the top of the top? Um, I still believe she was the I, but I believe she was a power broker like real early. Okay, I believe she was a power broker in the first episode. She showed up like it was too convenient. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, something is up with her. Keep your eye on Sharon because something is definitely going on in that direction. I think it's time to talk about the main event. Uh, it's time to talk about mm-hmm. the fact that uh, after <laughs> after killing that flag smasher, our boys uh, Bucky and Sam decide to have a little intervention with Walker. Uh, they, yes. try, they try to do their best to break it to him that he is not fit to be Captain America in breaking his arm. Which, at first I was like, can you break a super soldier's arm? But then Steve's arm got broken in, uh, yes, it did. in Endgame. So I was like, "Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. totally could. You totally could break somebody's arm." Uh, so that that you know that answered those questions. Sam moles over this idea of having the shield. Him and Bucky have a real cool heart to heart on the you know on the boat, uh, where they give each other a bit of a pep talk, a bit of tough love. We get an awesome Rocky esque montage of Sam practicing yes. with the shield, and um, after Bucky delivers Zemo to. The Dora Milaje proving that no one is in charge of him, even somebody who was considered his handler at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Once he makes that decision, he acts, axes the Dora Milaje to for a favor, and then gives that gives a, a case to Sam Wilson, saying it's from Wakanda, and that's how basically the episode ends. Episode five, episode six opens up, and we get to eventually see Sam Wilson in the suit. So after. Five episodes after tackling the comic, after years of being a Captain America fan and liking Steve Rogers in the film, what do you think? What do you think of Sam Wilson as Cap? What do you think about him in the suit? What do you think about that his depiction in that final episode? Oh, I loved it. Uh, I I remember. I still I still very much remember um, uh, the 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 chords playing. Over that scene in Endgame, where I was just in the theater, just going, "My favorite boy," <laughs> and um, you know, as someone who who got to read the book before they did it, it felt it felt very congratulatory. Yeah, yeah, you know, for um for knowing about this and and being someone like I. 
because I have such a, a strong feeling about that comic book, like seeing him get it felt like it, it was a deserved and earned moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that suit is disturbingly accurate. Yeah, right. I, I really dug it. <laughs> I really I really dug uh, the layout, the colors. Some people are a bit iffy that his ears are out or, or you know, uh, that there's a lot of white in it. I I never I dug it in the comics so that it worked for me. I like that the shield. Has I mean, a it's nice gonna spot it's gonna it. suck with the dry cleaning, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, I like that the shield has a nice little spot. You know. Yeah. Um. We also don't know if this thing is. It, it could be uh. Nano nanotech or whatever the heck that you remember when Black Panther had just the sure. necklace. Like we don't know how yeah. how this thing gets put together or taken off yet. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they ever delve into that. But. Yeah, it, it it was like telling somebody of a legend and then seeing that legend. It's like this yeah. is this is this is what I wanted and I wanted everyone to see it this way. This is the only way they could see it to accept it. He deserved that hero's moment, that hero's reveal. Um worked so hard for it and considering how much I mean the character worked for it in the comics of the sense that he was just a good man and always worked in the sense that he was an Avenger. But mm-hmm. in this, like the, 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 the internal monologue, the debate, the, um, the peanut gallery of people telling him whether or not he should do it and him having to decide on that. Yeah. Um, the wishy-washy nature, like a, a lot of people, especially when Isaiah Bradley gives his speech, don't want him to be capped. Because they start to believe that right. as well. They're like, yeah, you know, he's kind of right. Um, and it, it took a deaf hand writing this to get you to want him to do it. You know, and I guess it's also explained in his various conversations with the people that are close to him. Why he feels like it's his responsibility to do so. Um, mm-hmm. I've never, it's been a while since I have been like, damn <laughs> like damn that's cool damn uh i i you know big big props to the wandavision like i i like that the reveal of that outfit as well uh yes but th- this here i'm, I'm a little they made closer. the helmet work but surprised me right right this here i was I, i'm a little bit closer to i'm not afraid to admit <laughs> you know the red white and blue sure. stuff uh so i was definitely in the bag for this and yet seeing that he had a special spot to place the the shield was cool seeing him use his thrusters to do the charging star awesome moment <laughs> um seeing that seeing that bat rock is no match for any captain america right it's pretty interesting as well um sharon calls a hit does she does she know that saint pierre that bat rock was gonna lose is she would she have been fine if he would have murdered sam uh probably but i i i also remember thinking um I wrote it down, like, I also thought, like, she's, George is there to keep tabs on Carly. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because she wanted that super soldier serum back. Yes. Yeah, yep, yep. Do you think there's any of that stuff still hanging out? I'm assuming, we're not going to be long without a super soldier, because uh, Red Guardian, I'm I'm, I'm almost sure, is a super soldier for the Black Widow. That's fair. Probably some Russian Uh, variant of of the serum, but... You know, they got their own. <laughs> they got their own guy over there on that side. Do you That's think That's totally fair. Like that might be a real thing. Um we'll have to see how that movie goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean at that point it's just, is it just Valentina walking around asking super soldiers if they wanna if they wanna join a club? 
I mean, it totally could be. Right. Totally could be. Uh, and like, with, with the uh, with the Valentina, like, um, you know, with that game piece mixed in, now you have to wonder, like, what the connection is to um, Black Widow and how they said that Black Widow is going to tie into the future films either way. Like, you would assume that she, like, she comes to Walker, but obviously she's not the first person. Walker was not the first person she came to. No. Because we'll find out who that is, seemingly, in Black Widow. Um, yeah. So that would be interesting. Maybe, maybe, it's maybe Lena, she does maybe the, it's somebody else. Maybe she does the Dark Avengers. Not even the Thunderbolts. Just the, you know, just the <laughs> the Dark... Uh, Whatever they want to call it at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. The U.S. Avengers. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the U.S. Avengers. I like that. Uh, I Yeah, I, I dug it. He gives a bit of a speech uh, to the world leaders. What do you think about that? There was some... I figured we had to talk about it because some people were saying it was a bit preachy. I thought it was fine. And I also thought that if you are rolling your eyes at a Captain America speech, you haven't been watching the MCU long enough because they, <laughs> there are so many speeches. So many speeches. A, ver- a, varying, so many. a varying importance, but a lot of them. What did you think of Sam in the... The safest hands are still our own, Tony. Exactly. You know? I believe in people. <laughs> You know, <laughs> what do you think? Of, what do you think of Sam at the at the mound, talking to his people? I like that a lot. Like I, uh, I, I, I like the idea that like, like Sam is is basically just talking to these people as like, like no, that there's going to be angles of it. I don't get. We have to talk to each other because that was the best part of it. Like, the best part was him making the point that everyone in that room making decisions are the same people, right? They're not and making decisions them about their all own. Yeah. Privileged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I that all that stuff rang true to me, and the line, right? What is it? Uh, you need to stop labeling them terrorists and thugs and ask them why. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why you think think just want to just randomly do this? Which is which was a callback to, um, I I felt like the 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 summer riots for the George Floyd stuff. It was like yeah. Oh, look at all these animals. It's like, they don't normally act like this. Do you remember what happened that caused all this? Or are you so far looking in the opposite direction that it doesn't even, uh, it's not even a blip on your radar, all pun intended. Sure. So, so yeah, it's, it's like so quick to forget. Um, and I, th- I think it was very important for him to give that speech. Now, I'm going to be vulnerable to all the people at the Major Issues Podcast because that's what we do here. Um, I also like that you end up on these episodes, GT, like episode 50, episode 175. Like you got a good a good numbering uh, going on. Sure. But, bro, when he brought Isaiah Bradley to the museum, I cried. Oof. I totally freaking cried because, like, I- I'm somebody who has done very minimal in, oh, you know, in the military, I was um, 18, yeah, yeah, eight. I was eighteen, nineteen. I did two tours overseas, and I, you know, when I got out, I used my um my army money, you would say, to get a degree in graphic design, start stuff like this, comic book click, etc. And I don't think of my service that much. I, I know what I did, you know, and on occasion, mm-hmm. somebody will thank me, and it does bring me back. There were moments where you're in, you know, the shit, if you will, and need something, motivation to continue going on. And you don't, 
the motivation that you have is not adulation. No soldier does it for the hero's welcome. We actually do it. Sure. We actually do it with the, with the thought in mind that we may never get that. And I saw that in Isaiah's eyes. I saw that what Sam did for him, he never expected. It wasn't what he was complaining about. Like he wasn't telling people to do this for him. You know, he had he had the the defeatist mentality that he would never see any kind of acknowledgement for what he did. And when he when he got that, just the no words, no words are spoken by Isaiah in that instance. And he embraces, you know, his his nephew or grandson gets to see it, um, Eli. Mm-hmm. And then he embraces Sam. And I thought it was all incredibly powerful. What do you think about that moment of uh, Isaiah having basically a moment, a part of the Captain America wing dedicated to him? Uh, I thought that was lovely. And I think it's sort of like... <clears throat> It's um in those last few moments with Isaiah Bradley, you sort of see that like even though everything he's saying has many levels and many layers of justification to it, these moments that actually mean something to him get to kind of chip away at that armor. Yeah, and like you get to see that like there are some things about this that he like that would make him feel a lot better that he wants out of it all. You know, it, yeah. he's not, he's not so cold. <laughs> but that's why I feel like, I feel like that's a metaphor for minorities in general, in the sense that a, a lot of us have given up on the equal playing field thing. You know, we just, yes. it's not going to happen. Um, and, I, and like I said, like, it, walk, oh, I'm sorry, Walker, uh, Bradley convinced himself that that would never happen because the pain of waiting for it to happen would have been too much. So mm-hmm. he just convinces himself that it's not going to happen. And how many times have we cut ourselves short because we feel like the game is rigged? And so we say, well, right. you know, not, don't even. So I that resonated with me totally because you're right. Although he never vocalized wanting that, it did mean a lot to him and could have mm-hmm. turned the tide of this entire, you know, um, grudge he has against this country if he would have felt like they kept their end of the bargain. Um yes. And, and we realize that America, just as much as it is the government and the military branches and the law, America is also mm-hmm. very much the people, the regular people that are able to relate to one another in this human race that we have, this, this existence that we have, put our differences mm-hmm. aside and actually try to work for a better tomorrow. But in doing so, we have to acknowledge what happened before. We have to acknowledge yes. that before. Um, it's not the boogeyman. It's talking about racism does not bring racism up. I've seen it. It's not It's not a thing. Um, so I like that Isaiah brought the issues up. Sam spoke Which is about a crazy him. thing I saw, by the way. Like, somebody... I, I saw this thing on Twitter where somebody asked, like... Like, you, they were amazed at the idea that Sam and... Uh, that Sam and Steve never had the conversation about racism. And it's like, do you, do you think black people just have the racism talk with their white friends? With anybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't remember, I think maybe it was black lightning. Didn't black lightning give like Superman a talking to about this whole thing? Where he's like, uh, in the he, comics or I think, yeah, in, in the, the com- show, in the comics, I think there was something okay. where he was like, he may have, I don't remember. Like we both live in metropolis, but I live in like the hood. Like you don't check there. <laughs> You know, like we the all do. Our- I thought, 
No, the first time I found out that Black Lightning was stationed in Metropolis, but in the, I was like, wait, does Superman not go there? That's what I'm saying. He totally was like, yo, this is a part of Metropolis that you don't even check up on. Like, we, we all do our team missions where we're all on equal footing, and then when we go home, I'm lesser because of my skin color. And it's like, he's like, no, nah, that's, nah, that Je- that's Jefferson. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, what is it? Uh, like uh, Lion King, the dark shadowy place. We don't go there. We don't go there. So <laughs> that's what he I tells know. John. John, we don't, that part of Metropolis, we don't. <laughs> we must never know, go there. We must never go there. Um, but yeah, you, you got to think that it's not something that you bring up, but it's something that you live. And you learn to live with it silently. Because again, you know that the game is rigged. <laughs> so yeah. So what's the point about constantly complaining about the game? We don't. We don't. But then on an occasion, when an ally shows up and is like, wow, I didn't realize that you had it so hard. You're like, it's the, it's the Isaiah moment. Like, damn, I didn't know I wanted that. But that does make me feel better. You know, to yeah. know that somebody is, is sympathizing with the situation. And I'm not saying pitying. And I'm not saying handouts. I'm not saying any of that. But just saying like, oh, wow, I see that. And that's jacked up. We can't even get that sometimes. You know? Yeah. So I um I like that I feel like all aspects of how people feel about this country were represented here. Um, people who think it's just as good as it is and it's only gonna get better, like like Walker, who is willing to stand up and, and you know, take some shortcuts to, to be better. Someone like Sam, mm-hmm. um, who's willing to do the work, but wonder if maybe the weight of the stars and stripes is too idealistic if he could ever reach that kind of stuff bucky who sure. at one point like isaiah thinks that his past outweighs anything he could do in the future um and you know bucky's entire honorable army career is wiped is wiped away you know yeah. it, it, his entire honorable career is wiped away and then you know, something similar with Isaiah of like all of his service seemingly disappears as he's locked away for 30 years. Um, we see people on this show who have benefited from this great country. We've seen people on this show who have been traumatized by the, the horrible things that are happening to this country. But the thing is, the country's still going to exist. It's mm-hmm. here. We're and, all on it. And this <laughs> isn't. This isn't necessarily Marvel's first foray into the treatment of veterans. Like, Punisher really dives into that, too. 100%. Right. And it's it's one thing to be a veteran and, you know, fight the good fight. You, you sacrifice a lot when you're a veteran. You know, you sacrifice a lot of peace of mind uh, because you are allowing the military to mold you into somebody that is reactionary. And mm-hmm. when you live on only reaction, on a hair's trigger... That's no way to live. It's it's a way to live as a soldier. No way to live, sure. at, you know, in a regular life. Bucky Barnes at one point felt like if he wasn't a soldier, he didn't know what to do. You know, if he if he wasn't on a mission, he didn't know what to do with his, like a Ricky Bobby. He didn't know what to do with his hands. You know, like, yeah. if I'm not strangling yeah. people in their cars, what do I do with these things? But is also prepared to like is is very much prepared to throw you out and in, back into that world with no readjustment. Yeah, yeah. And and you should you should just know you should just get right back into the swing of things. This like sometimes us as people we don't know what sort of decency, what sort of happy ending we are allowed. Is everyone allowed the same amount of decency? As a minority, sometimes you don't feel that way. As a veteran, sometimes yeah. you don't feel that way. And when you get that 
kind of acknowledgement and you feel like you're being respected and acknowledged and and put on the same level as everybody else it may be the one thing that you never thought to ask for but all of a sudden makes everything better Mm -hmm. you know just that level of empathy i hate sympathy i want to use empathy (laughs) just that level (laughs) just that level of empathy there what'd you think about uh bucky calling sam cap uh, I I I was wonderful. Yeah, they 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 are the buddy cop team I wanted. He's also the guy who gets to name the caps, apparently, right? Like he gets, to, hey everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's here for Captain America. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm happy for Bucky. I, I'm happy to see Sebastian Stan smile in this. You know. Yeah, we, you don't get much of that, do you? We get some moments of levity. What do you think about him and Sarah? Uh, I I think Sam's not gonna be too happy that <laughs> that one. No, people get too close. Happy and uh, happy and uh, Aunt May. You know the people are getting too close in this MCU. <laughs> it's getting a bit messy. All right, go vacation in Lagos. Find find the love of your life overseas. Uh, I liked I I liked that whole thing just because like it was the first time. Like I had mentioned, like, Sam hasn't lived in this world for a very long time because he spent most of it under ice, and yeah. the rest of it was in the forties. So I was like. It was so nice to see him get this idea of community. Right. And being being a part of something. Because he... Yeah. Bucky's not even Especially an Avenger, is he? Nobody did. <laughs> Would you call Bucky an Avenger? Um, probably not. Right? I was just and thinking about it now. That, that, <laughs> that one's weird. Like, you know, they... They they like to call them all Avengers, but they're really not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ever. Uh, I didn't see anybody on a knee in the Guardians of the Galaxy being knighted an Avenger. <laughs> Do they consider themselves Avengers? Uh, like interesting. I, I technically the only time Bucky's ever quote been on the team was in Endgame. Right. Yep. Yeah, because it's basically his handlers in the Wakandans that are like, "Hey, we need you." For in yeah. anymore. It's not like he stood up on the mound and was like, they're coming, you know, and, and got everybody yeah. ready. He's like, Ugh. remember how he looks at that box? It's not even like they say that, like, like uh, there's a fight coming. Also, your best friend's going to be here soon. You might want to clean up. Yeah, yeah get, dr- get dressed. <laughs> your homeboy's coming by. But remember how, like, hesitant he looks at that box? Like, with his army? Oh, yeah. Like, he's not ready to go back to any of that. Like, he had just, think about it, about... The rehab he had just done, you know, um, he doesn't want to be good at killing. There's that moment in Manjapur where he just kills like a bunch of, I don't know about kills, but incapacitates a bunch of guys. And Zemo. And they play the music. Yes, they play that, that real industrial clanging and banging (laughs) music. Yeah. And doesn't Zemo like compliment how good of a killer he is or something like that? He compliments how quickly he got back in the form. Yeah, and what a kick in the teeth that must be, right? That's like if you had a 10 years sober and you go on a bender and they're like, whoa, yeah, the party animal's back. It's like, this is horrible. Yeah. I hate this. What do you What do you mean? Why are you celebrating this? Um, so it, it was cool to see Bucky settle. You don't got to be the fighter. I, I thought I thought the uh, the Asian man and his son thing was a bit weak. Um, mm-hmm. Bucky befriending an Asian man who he killed his son once. Yes. And, and then the series ends with him going to this Asian man. is like, you know what? I know how he died. I killed him. And then he leaves. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, like, what? now what? 
<laughs> like that guy does does that guy feel better? I get that you he wanted a conclusion, but now he knows that the yeah. weird guy that be buying him tea killed killed his killed his son. It felt like a weird Yeah, that, it didn't go go all the way through. I think that was a tough one, but like I guess it, I guess you could all, you almost have to argue that it's more about Bucky facing it than like what that guy gets. Yeah. Yeah. I just like wonder what do you do next in that instance? I, I get that it made Bucky feel better because he got to face his demons. But uh, yeah. I, yeah, I wondered. And he has a boo of some sort. Do you remember her name? Sarah? No, the other, the one that, the the Asian one that he has, goes on a date with. Oh. um, No. I don't see a name here. No. Nope, nope, nope. Well, she seems to be cool. Um. Even though Bucky's like longing, like looking for them, lo- looking at them longingly from a window, <laughs> I'm like that's a bit weird, Bucky. <laughs> Especially when you told that guy you killed his uh <laughs> his, his son. Don't don't stand too close to that damn it's, window. It was Leia. Yeah, Leia, Leia. Okay, Leia. Yeah, and he like that was the or beginning. L e a h. That was the beginning of her of him trying to branch out but he needed to be real and true with himself so we'll see if he's trying to double dip with sarah and leia or <laughs> if he ends up picking one but he seems to have well, a pick of the litter uh mr barnes he's a handsome man uh he looks like luke skywalker yeah. you know so uh are you a, are you a short hair bucky man or a long hair bucky man um i'm 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 pretty partial to long haired bucky but i i i respect the uh uh, I respect the the storytelling of saying that Bucky went back to a short haired look as if he was trying to return to himself. Yeah, um, that short hair is uh the first time he has that since First Avenger. So that's yeah. also that's also to invoke certain things with that. Do you want to talk about the perceived uh secret plot? Have you heard about this? The vaccine and the uh. The pandemic plot. According to a lot of um, eagle-eyed viewers, I remember hearing. I remember hearing somebody say that the plot got changed. Yeah, according to people, they think that there was a pandemic plot in this series okay. that was changed using ADR, um, or completely removed using ADR uh, that wasn't addressed, and that it's it's remaining roots even though they cut the tree down that there's some roots to that story in this with one of them being the death of that lady uh donya donya madani don donya madani um who yeah agent madani <laughs> uh donya, I, I i thought of it too yeah 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 agent madani um with her death she died she, of tuberculosis she, and dies? she got yeah well, she died of tuberculosis like tuberculosis has a cure you know, so like people are like, anytime that it's said that it's tuberculosis, it's off screen. The person saying it is off screen, almost like they added mm. it in post. Uh, you know, and that they, I don't, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but like that's why they were fighting so hard to get vaccines and and do all this that, and the third because there was an illness out there that they didn't really want to address. And I heard that on various occasions, the showrunners wanted to introduce the Mad Bomb, which was also something that people were wondering was going to be the weapon of the Flag Smashers, which is basically a bomb mm. where everybody go crazy and fight each other and, like, kill each other, basically. Yes. Um, so, like, those were initial ideas brought up 
uh, as to what they thought was going to go on with this. I, I'm kind of glad they st- steered away from the pandemic stuff. You know, I'm a bit pandemic. I am now. too. I I'm I do not enjoy pandemic television. No, no. Uh, so I'm glad I'm glad it went that route with it. And I think the story as is was pretty fleshed out. I I don't think the flag matches are brilliant, but I don't think that they're there to be that. I think dude, this is an origin story kind of deal, um, and it might even flesh out into more stuff later on. But man, I I really like this series. I really enjoyed this series and everything that um, everything that came about of it. I'm trying to look real quick to see if there's other stuff. But you, let's talk about the future because we hear we're hearing a bunch of. Um, if I if I may cut you off, because I'm looking it up, and I was because I was curious, and I was just like, tuberculosis does sound uh, disturbingly similar to COVID. Oh, the the symptoms. <laughs> Not so much the symptom, but the transmission. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the tuberculosis spread from one person to the next through the air when people who have active TB in their lungs cough, spit, speak, or sneeze. I was like, hmm. Right, and you wouldn't think a bunch of flag smashers would be around a body riddled with tuberculosis, you know. Sure. So it's like it's it's it was a it was a weird thing there. Um, we hear like literally hours after I watched the episode, it was announced that they are doing a Captain America four with Anthony Mackie returning in the role as Captain America as he ended it in this series. But then there was another mm-hmm. rumor that came out that said that there are also. Working in the return of Steve Rogers at one point, what do you think about both of these projects? And do you think either one is necessary? And I will go ahead and say that I didn't mean that sarcastically. I think both are necessary, but one just your thoughts. <laughs> um, I'm 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 absolutely down with Captain America four. I don't know if I'm down with Steve coming back. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think there's a way to address a Steve cameo. I don't think it works in the main time frame. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But I also don't see any other way to do that. Like, I, 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 obviously, we can play with all sorts of multiverse things, but you've got to, like, like I, don't, I, don't want to see, I don't want to see Steve come back for a warm cameo. Right. I, I, you know, I've already posted it on comic book click. But I feel like if they're bringing him back, they're bringing him back for Hydra Cap. I don't see any. And reason by all to do means, it. I am ready for that. I, I really, I really don't see any other reason why you would. I, you would. Yeah. You would take away the impact of his presumed death. You would take away the impact of him handing over the mantle. So I think what what cooler than seeing our new Captain America fight what would be the very worst nightmare version of his mentor. Um, I don't know right. if they do. Th- I don't know if they would do that in the same project, but I do think that there's a lot there, there, especially considering that um, th- that ah, Sam being so- Sam being capped is really tied into a lot of those events, and a lot of the events that lead up to Hydra Cap are being done as we speak. Best case scenario, I say, like you can. There's a there, there's a story if you want to. If you wanted to maybe co-op the Dimension Z idea. Okay. Yeah. Then you get an alternate universe cap that was like corrupted and became that. Right. Totally. You know. Yeah, you couldn't you do, the do the whole Zoltan. You could bring Zoltan back if you want. Right. It'd be a, li- a lot harder to do the sentient cosmic cube angle. Um, yeah. 
Even though, even though I thought that's what they were trying to get at with the Wanda thing, you know, I was like, oh no, uh, did you? yeah, because there, there was the scene of her, um, like walking up to the scepter stone and then it smashes, like it smashes open. I was like, oh no, right? <laughs> I remember, I remember one of those Infinity Stones smashed open. It was a little girl, um, so right. I, I thought it was pointing in that direction, but I think that, I think that all that stuff is ripe for the picking. Pleasant, Pleasant Hill. I think is we know we're getting secret um, invasion. All of those events lead up to this timeline, where Steve sure. eventually becomes you know evil. We might even get a civil war too, with uh, Carol. Obviously not Tony, but you know there's other people that can that can totally be in Ish. that thing there. Ish. Yeah, I know. I didn't like that guy. Uh, God, what was his name? The guy who could tell the future, the Minority Report guy. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um. Uh- I remember it and I don't. Full, spo- ah, full spoilers. No. He eventually like becomes a god and is like, you know what? I'm gonna go live with the gods, and he just disappears. And I was like, what yep. the f-? I was like, and what the know. hell? He <laughs> went back to his home planet. Yeah, I was like, what the hell was the point of that? But I know that, like, like I know that you're thinking what I'm thinking. The entire events of Civil War Two were undercut by the fact that Cap is in the background, <laughs> fucking yes. messing everything up. <laughs> Ulysses, that's it. Yeah, Ulysses. But yeah, it doesn't. None of Civil War Two matters. All that matters in Civil War Two is paying attention to Cap in the background messing everything up, going out of yep. his way to mess everything up. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it would be cool to get a Steve in here that we perceive to be working for the best of us and kind of see him. I think Chris. Civil I War thought II was just a red herring. Yeah, basically, I thought that um, Chris Evans was amazing as an asshole in Knives Out. You know, so I think, <laughs> right. I think he can totally douche it up if he wanted to uh, there. As far as the Sam Wilson movie, listen, I definitely want to see it. But I saw a lot of people that's like, woo, Sam Wilson cap. Like, I can't wait. And I'm like, if it's anything like the comics, <laughs> you understand? Like, we ain't even tell that story yet. We didn't tell the story I that we read. Ready to wait. Yeah, we you might be ready. To wait. That's what I'm saying. We didn't. The story that we read hasn't happened yet. Where the no, where the rest of the public responds to him being Captain America, we got to see the hard stars and horseshoes. That was fantastic, and I loved it, empowering and everything. But if this Cap movie that's coming up is going to delve into some of the stuff that we saw in the comics, it's gonna get bleak. It's gonna get you know. You're going to feel defeated. There's going to be moments where that black mirror is showing the audience to themselves as to this is the kind of world that would reject, you know, a black man trying to do the right thing. Um, and mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff is harrowing. I, I also, you know, no, no bullshit. I'm a little worried about the, uh, ex, you know, the exclusion of Marcus and McFeely, right? Because those guys, sure. <laughs> those guys were the Mwah, chef's kiss. Those guys were the quality control for the Captain America yeah. character, I feel like, in a lot of ways. And the fact that they were able to see that character through from his trilogy through both of, um, you know, Endgame and, and Infinity War is why that character feels as fleshed out as it did because any chance he got to be on screen, the writers served him, you know? Absolutely. So I wonder, what does a Captain America movie look without those guys around? I, I mean, this series was good. So if this series is any indication, I know um, the showrunner will be working on the film. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, but I'm a little... I'm I think a little you, I think you kind of. Ha- I think you kind of just have to hope that, like, maybe... 
it does maybe like um there's something to having a different voice for Sam Wilson than for Steve Rogers. Yeah. Even if you're left to the mystery to, to the mystery of quality with it. Yeah. No, you're right. And it shouldn't it shouldn't look the same. You know, it shouldn't yeah. his fighting style shouldn't be the same. All of that should be different. So yeah. Putting it that way, yeah, we are telling a different story. It's a it's a familiar branding, but it's a completely different story because to him it's a completely different America. And so, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm looking through here. It seems like we done did it. I feel like I feel like we done covered everything. I'm trying to. Is there anything that's sticking mm-hmm. out to you that we might be missing? How did you How did you like the uh, theme song? The kind of I liked it a lot. It grew on me. Yeah, it's grown on me. Yeah, it's a good tune. Yeah. I, I remember when I first heard it, and I thought it felt familiar, and I couldn't figure out why. But <laughs> you know, after a while, I just kind of figured out, like, okay, this is the Cavs theme now. Yeah. I like the uh, church piano that they have in it, the church organ <laughs> that kind of yeah. comes in and brings it a little, a little soul, a little bit of soul, uh, little yeah. bit of southern, yeah, a little, 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 little bit, bit of, of southern, little bit of southern. I, I like at one point Sam's like, I grew up in the south. I know exactly, <laughs> you know, I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I applaud this series for being honest. I applaud it for showing the ugly sides of things and having the uncomfortable conversations. Uh, I was told that the uncomfortable conversations are the only road to having real conversations. So, oh yeah. So um, it, it's something that I, I hate confrontation, <laughs> but as I'm growing older, I realize that some of these things need to be said, need to be expressed, so that everyone can be on the same page. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like we, you know, it, it, it's a scary. Resemblance when you have a bunch of flag smashers running through, uh, you know, the GRC building. Um, yes. Trying to exact their revenge. And months prior to that, you have a bunch of, uh, you know, in, you have an insurrection at the Capitol. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, like you, you write, you write stuff to be fiction. And we're getting to a, a pretty weird time in, in actual history where a lot of this stuff is coming to fruition so i'm glad that some of it got tackled i don't feel like anything was like um yada yada you know like yada yada refugees yada yada black captain america <laughs> like i'm glad they didn't yeah for sure all of it got its its spotlight in its own way um and i can't wait to see what they do next i cannot wait uh i'll 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 i will I'll definitely know to be very worried if they um if they cast a kid to play that dude. What was that dude's name in the book? Oh, um, Riot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they cast Riot, you know it's going down. Or if they cast that that uh that like uh, fake news guy, the take the shield back guy, like the, yes. the news anchor or whatever. Like like there's there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there, and people are gonna think that it's people are gonna think that they are making it all up whole cloth now to talk about now when this comic it's was also written. political yeah and when this comic was written a long time ago the guy punches hitler in the cover you made your choice when you when you read the comic <laughs> know, know what you're getting into uh and um yeah totally i'm glad we got a new cap i'm glad that like i said it's a brand new day in the mcu we're getting brand new heroes brand new villains people are staying alive in this uh, except for Carly and her friends who uh, had a pretty explosive exit. But it mm. looks like we'll be seeing our trinity of uh, Bucky, 
um, Sam and Sharon sometime soon. And we'll see what the hell is up with Steve because he was MIA in the series. Not that it needed him. It, 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 I think his absence was palpable, but then filled with Sam in the best way. So I'm glad. Yeah. I'm super, super, super glad about all that. And there's no Serpent Society. So I'm also glad about that as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> that damn serpent society. God damn serpent society. Um, we're gonna venture away from Marvel and DC next week. We'll be talking about Invincible, the series on Amazon Prime, and also the comic uh, that it is based on. We'll be going over the first three volumes for the most part. The twist. How far in is that? The first three volumes or the show? The series. The, the last episode is this Friday. So it's eight, oh, okay. Oh, really? Eight episodes, yeah. Um, and you know uh, that means it's binge worthy now, a hundred percent. And um, it has a lot of anime influence, which is pretty cool. Uh, nice. But when if if you've read Invincible, there's a term. Does it have a lot of J.K. Simmons shouting? Uh, no, he's pretty reserved. But it's like what shocking. If, it's like what if um. What it's it's the reserved nature of like a Superman when you know you have that much power, you know, it's like right, right, right. You just go, but um, there's a turn that happens in the series. There's a reveal that changes okay. that changes everything about, uh, sorry, in the comic series that changes everything about you know the status quo. The dynamic, okay, yeah, and it seems like they're gearing up to have that reveal be the uh, season finale. So um, it, 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 I, think okay. that, I think that's roughly the first three volumes of the comic, which is why that coincides. Uh, rumor has it that they were, they were going to bury the reveal in later issues, but the comic wasn't selling well. Mm. So they were like, uh, bump that thing up. <laughs> you, need to, you need to pull that, uh, pull that cloth off and just show the magic trick already. So uh, if you know what we're talking about, it's going to be a hell of a show this Friday uh, when it premieres and then a hell of a show next week when we cover it. Go out there, check out Invincible. If you haven't seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, thank you for loving us enough to get through this without seeing it. <laughs> but go and watch it. Go watch Falcon <laughs> and Winter Soldier. It's all bingeable, people. Um, but yeah, I'm I we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to content right now. Uh, we got almost nothing last year, and now everything is coming out of the woodwork. So follow everything yeah. major issues. Follow everything comic book click to find out where we're going to go from here. Uh, I know Invincible is the next stop, but after that, who the heck knows? Which is weird because I should. But <laughs> go to... <laughs> <laughs> Remember that every single episode of the Major Issues podcast is available at comicbookclick.com uh, slash Major Issues. But also, we have so much on that site. It's the one stop for anything Comic Book Click. All of our merchandise. Articles written by every member of the Click, most recently by GT Rebirth as he tackles these episodes one by one. Uh, I said merchandise already. There's a little bit of an About Us section so you can learn more about the Click. And most importantly, it's where every single episode of the Major Issues podcast exists. It's where it lives. Uh, which, yeah, we're at... This is episode 175 with three annuals and an interview. So we're closing in, we're closing in on, some, uh, <laughs> on some prime stuff. Over 350 hours of content exists in the Major Issues Archive. So go through, have fun, uh, and do us a favor. And 
rate and review on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Because I've been to the future and we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. It's important to note that even if you find our podcast at comicbookclick.com, the Major Issues podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, wherever uh, podcasts live, we live there too, and we're paying rent. So make sure that you find us. Um, <laughs> the quickest way, though, and the way that I'm most proud, you can literally type in Major Issues podcast in Google, and we'll be the first eight results. I'm so proud that we're Googleable. I don't even know if that's a word, uh, but you can type in comic book click. You can type in Major Issues podcast. Good enough. Good enough, and it will come right up. Um, we take great pride in the content that we put out free of charge. But if you would like to support, you can go to patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help support independent content creators like ourselves as we continue to find new avenues and new ways to express everything that is comic book click, including uh, interviews and our uh, soon, hopefully one day released game show <laughs> that will that will all <laughs> that release the game show cut. So that, that's going to be coming soon. Um, you can reach us, join the conversation, watch Invincible, hit us up, let us know what you think about it, and you'll get the, your, uh, words, yeah, words, your opinion expressed live here on thoughts. air, thoughts, yeah, all your thoughts and, play- and prayers, um, can be expressed live <laughs> here on the Major Issues Podcast, but to reach us, all you gotta do is go to facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at major issues. CBC constantly inciting race wars with our Isaiah Bradley praise. Oh, so get, so get on that. Pick your side. No, don't pick your side. Pick the good side. The only side. The comic book click side. Uh, you're also on Twitter, my friend, right? Uh, yes, I am at Rebirth GT, which I barely use, but sure, go for it. Yeah, yeah, get get on, uh, get on that, uh, and ask for his um, Grant Morrison impersonation. It, it'll be worth. Oh, it. dear God! <laughs> it'll be worth it. Uh, bog him down and get get in all of his DMs and 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 handle oh, that dear. there. But uh, yeah, rate and review us. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Get some merchandise. Support comic book click. Uh, it's another great year. It's another great episode of the Major Issues Podcast. But with that, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. Uh, Gregory Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. And this has been our Falcon and the Winter Soldier review. And remember, regardless of your race or your creed, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your past path in life or your past lives, remember that we can always do better. Remember, to get out of the hell that you're in, you have to do the work. Remember that we all have what it takes to wear the shield. And remember that you, yes you, are worthy. 